You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? I'm coming in again, damn it! What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are joined by our friend and fellow podcaster. He ain't been on the show in a minute. Y'all give it up for Derek, everybody. What's up, Derek? What's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. And Derek, where can they find you? Oh, at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K, black way to spell it. Um, But I prefer to follow the brand, OTS Media Co., all social media media platforms, uh, OTSmediaCo.com. You can see all the stuff we got going on. Y'all growth has been crazy, bro. Like, the fact that, like, I look at y'all articles sometimes, like, at the same time, I look at these ESPN or entertainment articles. I'm like, damn, like, they they pushing that shit. So, y'all y'all definitely growing, bro. I'm I'm proud to see the shit. Thank you very much. Y'all doing the same thing, man. It's good to see. It's good to see. I I I love love what y'all doing, man. All right. If this is your first time listening to the Q&E podcast, we have sports to why Wednesday social media wants to know entertainment and current events and also pass the ox. So definitely stick with us throughout the whole episode. Y'all already know what the big news is after this past Sunday. It's the Super Bowl recap, man. Bengals versus the Rams and the Rams took them down in exciting fashion at the end with the Cooper Cup late TD to seal the deal over Eli Apple. Who got clowned a lot this weekend, but let's move on from that situation. <laughs> Edgar, what was one of your biggest takeaways from that game? It looks like the Bengals really had control of it after halftime. It was really back and forth. Nothing was really happening. Then we get the late TD at the end. What was one of your biggest takeaways? Uh, my biggest takeaway was, I know, like you said, in the first half, like the Bengals just kind of fell short and they weren't on the same type of uh they weren't, they weren't on the same type of time that they were in the first half as in the second. But the first half, bro, the way they performed against Aaron Donald and Von Miller, that I was so proud to see that shit, bro. Because I'm like, I, we were saying last week, we were like, bro, we feel like Joe Burrow finna be running for his life. He did get sacked about seven times, which I did say like was going to happen. Like but seven, majority, times. I said that. <laughs> majority of those happened in the second half, but. Uh, that just goes to another point that I want to make of, bro, Aaron Donald is a beast, bro. There, there's no, there's no plan for this man. There's nobody in the league who can just straight up guard this man one-on-one. The way he was bullying that entire Bengals O-line, it was just sad to see. But they did put up a great fight in the first half. Like, he barely got back there throughout the whole first quarter and half of the second quarter. He didn't. We got to have a real conversation about Aaron Donald, bro, because he's... It's been talked about that he could retire after this Super Bowl season. But is he the greatest defensive player that has ever touched the NFL? We're talking about up there with the Lawrence Taylors. I'm talking about up with the best of the best. When you look at his accolades, he's been in the NFL for eight seasons. He's been a rookie of the year, seven-time first-team All-Pro, three-time defensive player of the year, and now has a Super Bowl ring. Is he the best defensive player ever up there with the LTs, or would he be in that conversation at all? Oh, yeah, he in the conversation. If he ain't 1A, he 1B. If he's not 1A, he's 1B. Lawrence Taylor is the only argument I'm hearing. I'm not hearing anybody else. He's, I, I know it's a different position because he's D-tackle, but I'm putting him over Ed Reed. I'm putting him over Sean Taylor. I'm putting him over uh, Ray Lewis. 
I'm putting them over a mm-hmm. lot. Warren Sapp. I'm putting them over a lot of these people. John Lynch. Like I'm, and most of these players that I'm naming are either linebackers or DBs. Like they're not even D tackles for real. Warren Sapp is like the only tackle that I'm really gonna name that is even up there like that, as far as my memory goes. But Aaron Donald is top two, and I, I can understand if you put him at one, not two. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I personally don't. Um, I want to I want to wait until he retires to have the conversation, and that that's for all sports, all players, be, mainly because I just if we're talking about like goats, that that resume, I want to make sure it's everything compiled before we have the conversation. That's part reason why the LeBron thing always irritates me because not done yet. So let's wait till he retires before we have that conversation. But with Aaron Donald, I mean, there's no. I don't think there's really an argument that he can't. Nothing be. else to prove. I don't yeah. think. I don't think it can. It can be uh, unless he goes out and gets like what, another ring, two rings. Like I don't know what else mm-hmm. he can do that that would that would uh, that you know would cement him further than to, than what he is right now. Yeah, I would retire with everything I've said, and also for the past three to four years now, he's been the best player in the league, and I feel like it's been consensus that he's been the best player in the league. So half of the time he's been in the league, he's been the best player. He has the defensive resume. It's like, what else does he have to prove? I don't think it's the same thing with a Lawrence Taylor. To have your whole career really on a first-team All-Pro, one of the best players in the league type of basis. No, I agree with that. I just see that's the that's another thing about it. If he's like one of the if he's if we look at him as the best or one of the best in the league for uh, for all these years, the MVP conversation has to that has to that has to shift. I'm really annoyed by that only being, you know, quarterbacks or mainly quarterbacks that that's got to be driven by all players. And I think that, you know, on that defensive line offensive line those are two two areas we really ignore a lot anyway when it comes to the mvp uh conversations either quarterback wide receiver running backwards okay yeah possible anyone else is just forgotten and wide receivers hockey get forgotten too and when you look at a <laughs> yeah, season yeah. like cooper cup just had when he got the triple yeah. crown and you see what he does in the playoffs it's like damn was matt stafford saving the rams or what was cup saving matt <laughs> stafford in the rams because yeah. it looked like it was flipped this whole season he really saved the rams <laughs> in a lot of situations during the regular season and through the postseason so that that's that definitely needs to change but i don't think it ever will bro i it think won't. it is it's a quarter it's a quarterback award but i don't i don't think it will ever shift and yeah, just and- to piggyback on the uh the Aaron Donald point that we were talking about a few seconds ago, I think Aaron Donald has a stronger case to be considered the overall best defensive player of all time because he's doing it half of his career, he's been doing it in a league where quarterbacks get the they get the majority of every call. We're in a pass first league. We're in a league now where it's damn near impossible to touch a quarterback, it's damn near impossible mm-hmm. to even try to hit people hard, bully people on the field. Lawrence Taylor was doing it in a time where defense ruled everything. Physical contact was football. Now you're in a league where it's like, yeah, you can hit hard, but you have to be careful. You have to completely change the way you play the game. And the fact that Aaron Donald has dominated, like you could literally place him in the 1990s or the 1980s and he's still Mm going to be just as dominant of a force if not even more dominant because he can play the way they play so the fact that he's doing it now in a league that 
he shouldn't be doing it in. Like, this is a league now where if you're a linebacker or a DB, this is your time to shine because D- mm-hmm. DBs and linebackers, they could be a lot more slim now. They can look like wide receivers and running backs and, you know, still get those stats. But a defensive tackle playing like Warren Sapp or somebody of that nature in 2022, you're looking like, how the hell is this possible? So the fact that he's mm-hmm. doing it in an era not meant for him, that says a lot. All right. And Derek, going back to the Super Bowl conversation, what was one of your biggest takeaways after watching it? Um, I'm glad that the Rams won, mainly because they gave up so much to get to that point. Because you can't you can't bring everyone back now. Like Odell likely won't be coming back. You know, there's other pieces that may not come back. So it's 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 good that they got it now. But the biggest takeaway I would say is that the Bengals are going to be around for at least eight to ten years on that type mm, of run. Okay. They're going to be on a serious run for the next eight, eight ten years. Yeah. And like, especially if if they get that offensive line like shored up, that's that's the only thing that's going to hold them back. If they don't get the offensive line done the right way, I think this is going to be short lived. But if they get it built properly, that's going to be a that's going to be a dangerous team for at least eight years. And that's a question that I have for us down the line. Were they going to be like a Cinderella story or were they going to be like a force in the AFC? And I think it's the same thing that you just brought up about the Rams of they can't pay everybody. Like you still haven't paid Joe Burrow yet. You still haven't paid Chase yet. Like we know they're going to be two of the highest paid. Some of those players on the defensive side of the ball, Mm -hmm. you have to pay T Higgins hasn't been paid. So it's a lot of players that have not been paid that have to be played. So or had to be paid so you have to think about that down the line so i'm like mm. damn is that a case where this was like a one and done season do they ever get back to this point once again and it's kind of a tricky situation it just depends on who comes back but they have to show up that offensive line bro yeah. that shit was pitiful not oh, even in the super bowl alone like even in before Tight, the game yeah. before that's terrible bro four. like that has to get short up <laughs> like joe burrow is going to be a force a top five quarterback moving forward like i yeah, have yeah. to see that but yeah. everything else i don't know if that's going to be stay in place moving forward for sure. I I think they'll touch up on the O-line because we've seen that's the glaring problem that really everybody can look at and say that's the only reason why they probably didn't win the Super Bowl or probably mm-hmm. why moving forward they'll have any trouble. We know it won't really be anything else. The secondary on defense. I'm about to say the secondary. They can touch that up too. But the primary fix right now is the offensive line for the Bengals because I believe the Bengals can be a team similar to the Chiefs. The Chiefs, mm. Chiefs mm. since Patrick Mahomes got there, the Chiefs have never really had a defense that you said, wow, like this yeah. team is all around good. It's like, no, the offense is going to save the day. Defense just got to do their part and not fuck up the game. Yeah. I feel like that's where the Bengals are going to be, like you said, over the next eight years or so. Their defense will be – solid solid enough to get them to where they want to be but the offense is going to be what carries them and these are all really young players i know they they want to get that check but if they keep the mentality of a us sticking together could lead to us winning more which will eventually lead to more money Mm -hmm. i feel like better mindset to go into it with instead of like hey i'm trying i'm just trying to get the bag right now because if you're just trying to get the bag like to quincy's point is this going to be a Cinderella story? Because what if T. Higgins wants to leave to get more money? What if two, three years from now, Jamar is like, uh, this is a nice run, bro. You've been my quarterback for years, but I want to go get a And then Joe Burrow is just there by itself again. So, 
But that's the good thing about this team, though. They are super young, though, because mm -hmm. Chase is still on his rookie contract. Burrow is still in his second year. So it's a little minute away from you actually having to pay them. You have a couple of more years where you can stockpile some money into the offensive line, into the secondary, and still make a couple of runs until you actually have to pay the big names that we know for Cincinnati right now. I think it's very possible that um, if there was a team that I had to think about that, um, would be okay with taking a little less money just so they can make that run again. I think it would be the Bengals, mainly because if you saw how Higgins and um, uh, Boyd reacted when 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 they got Chase, it mm -hmm. wasn't like like that selfish thing. It was like, okay, let's get him in, let's do what we need to do, and keep going. I think I think if, if they have that mentality now, I think it's very possible that they will take slightly less so that they can keep 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 going. Right. If if they don't then it is what it is, but I think it's possible. And it's a different type of camaraderie when you're you're turning around a culture, bro. Who mm -hmm. the hell expected the Bengals <laughs> to be in the Super Bowl Nobody. anytime no soon? Nobody <laughs> no expected one. that. So when you turn around a culture together, that yeah. makes you want to stay around and see how far you can actually take this thing. So that could be another reason why, why they want to stay. It's like, damn, we built something so special. Do we just want to give that up for some more money, a little more money? It's like, yeah, I don't know. And you did but it before the Browns. Which is a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, especially with the dysfunction, you can continue to do it too. Oh, one yeah. of my biggest one of my biggest takeaways from the Super Bowl is I think the Bengals and the coaching staff blew the game. I don't think it was any reason for the game mm. to be that close. I understand the defensive line, Aaron Donald, Von Miller was getting off in the second half, but the Bengals stopped running the ball. What was getting them yards and what was getting them down the field in the first half was Joe Mixon turning the yards and Joe Burrow making huge throws down the field to Jamar Chase. That's what gave them points. And they stopped doing that in the first half. In the beginning of the second half, they got that big interception. That's how they got some points. And it was a big 75-yarder uh, to Higgins. That was it. After that, we didn't see any more movement from that offense. They stopped running the ball. We stopped seeing Mixon. Burrow was getting sacked every other play. We just didn't see that ramp, that ramp, that Bengals offense like we've seen in the past uh, past games in the postseason. So I really felt like they blew it, especially when OBJ went out. The Rams were doing that nothing. The Rams were doing nothing, bro. And they yeah. didn't even capitalize on that. It was no uh, expansion in the lead or nothing. It was still the same score after OBJ left. It's like, damn. Y'all yeah. supposed to be up by like 10 to 13, but y'all only up by three. Y'all yeah. keeping the Rams in the game for them to actually come through in the end with a Cooper Cup. Because mm -hmm. I felt like everybody in the arena knew. I felt like even fans knew that when the clock was going down, Cooper Cup was going to make a big play at the end. No, mm -hmm. but it didn't matter who was guarding him. It could have been Eli Apple. It could have been a Woozie. It really didn't. It really didn't matter. Somebody yeah. was going to get cooked by Cooper Cup, and we knew that was going to happen. But y'all mm -hmm. allowed the game to stay close, and that was my problem. I felt like Joe Burrow and the Bengals coaching staff blew. And I, I told you, I told you last week, Cooper Cup is going to run every route in the route tree. He's going to be in the slot. He's going to be a wide out. He's going to be everywhere. Same thing I said Jamar Chase should have done. They should have had Jamar Chase running every single route possible. They did it in the fourth quarter. They did it when the game got really close and it was like, uh, okay, we scrambling for plays. Now let's go to the back of the playbook. But Cooper Cup did exactly what I said Jamar Chase should have done. And during that last three minutes of the game, I literally, I was tapping Denisha the whole time. I'm like, Cooper Cup finna get MVP. Because this whole drive, he's mm -hmm. getting 10 catches. Mm -hmm. And he got like, I want to say he, he got nine. team in a lot of yeah. cases. Yeah. yeah. He got like yeah. nine catches. Team. I said he was going to get 10. He got about eight or nine. I was like, 
Matt Stafford is throwing him the ball the rest of the game. Like these last three, he minutes, was looking he was at nobody else, bro. Van Jefferson wasn't sucks. getting open. It was yeah. just cup, cup, cup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally cup, cup, cup. He knew he wasn't gonna throw it to nobody else. Even the Bengals were triple teaming him and bracketing him, and it mm. still didn't matter. This nigga was getting open. He might be the coldest white boy we've ever seen at wide receiver, bro. Because so. he's putting up Jerry Rice stats, and somebody brought it up. That Jerry Rice was the only person to win Super Bowl MVP, a Super Bowl, and have the wide receiver triple crown like over his career. And Cooper Cup did that in one season. In one like, season. He, did, he put up all those statistics in, in one season, all those accolades. So mm. I know he a white boy just being the slot, but he cooking niggas on the regular. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> how much, how much do you do you dock that a little bit, knowing that this is a pass happy league now? You dock yes, it a little li- bit, a little okay. bit, but okay. you still got to do it. Though. No, you, like, no, you give it to him. You give it to yeah. him, but like, eh, it's just thinking of him in that same same <laughs> breath. I'm not saying right now. I'm putting up there with Jerry right. Rice. Now. You ain't putting up there I know with Jerry, not. but I'm saying the accolades is there. Listen, I know the, the argument not. I always I, say I is if, happen, ev- <laughs> if everybody could, <laughs> if everybody could do it, everybody would do it. So yeah. if it if it if it comes later down the line, we start seeing four or five receivers start doing this, then it gets mm. diluted a little bit. But okay. Cooper okay. Cup is like the only person doing this right now. So it's a situation where we just got to be like, hey, we have to give him that nod when it comes to the accolades. That's fair. That's fair. That's true. I'm with that. All right, man. And let's move on to this conversation that I've seen a lot of people have, and I've seen a lot of mixed <laughs> reviews, bro. And I don't know how people feel about it, but it's the Matthew Stafford Hall of Fame conversation. Matt Stafford got the job done on Cooper Cup's back, might I add, mm-hmm. but he got the job done. <laughs> but now the conversation has turned to Matt Stafford Hall of Famer. He's had a lot of 5,000 yard seasons while he was in Detroit, but he really solidified his legacy with this Super Bowl. What do you guys think of his Hall of Fame resume? Do you think he is a Hall of Famer? Nah. Great, great player, but not Hall of Fame caliber. You got to be – you have to dominate the league at some point in your career. I know he was with the Lions majority of his career other than this season, but that is just the luck of the draw, bro. Like, it's the NFL. Like, it, it happens. We see a lot of great players – just don't get that nod, you know, and it's no not to you just because you're not in the Hall of Fame. That don't mean we don't remember your greatness. Exactly, but it's bro. like, bro, we can't look down the hall, see Deion Sanders, Brady, all these names, and then Matt Stafford's in there. You have one MV, not one MVP, you have one Pro Bowl, you have one playoff appearance other than this Rams one. You have one Super Bowl. The only nod that you get for real is the 45,000 passing yards. Other than that, you have a, a very standard quarterback career. Matt, Eli Manning has a stronger case, and he definitely not getting in. But even Eli Manning has a stronger <laughs> Eli, case. Eli could be getting in now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He might Eli get in could now. be getting in now. He got two rings and he, a Manning, bro. Yeah. Oh, well, he's a Manning. The fact that you said his last name, that's the only reason he's getting oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree if he, he was shouldn't Aaron, be in the Hall of Fame. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. If he, he was is, Matt he Ryan or some shit like that, he, he he's not getting in. And like Richard Sherman said, even Matt Ryan has one MVP, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was bringing up last week when we had that Russell Wilson conversation, bro. I said all of these quarterbacks can't get into the Hall of Fame, and all of them are going to have the stats, bro. And even Russell Wilson has nine Pro Bowls on his resume, so you can tell that he's been a top three quarterback, at least in his conference at least matt stafford has one other than this other than this year we can't even say that about matt stafford one pro bowl bro i'm not giving it to him dog and you weren't even a super bowl mvp 
It was yeah. cup. Come yeah. on, dog. Matt yeah. Stafford Hall of Fame. And I knew people were going to have this conversation. I had the feeling last week if he won, people were going to say it, but I can't give it to Matt, bro. They I'm were dead. saying I'm, on the broadcast. I'm, I'm on the fence with Russell Wilson. I'm damn sure I'm not giving it to Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> I'm damn sure I'm not giving it to Stafford. <laughs> I mean, they were they were they were having that conversation during the broadcast. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that he should get in, but I don't know what the criteria is for the Hall of Fame anymore. That's true. That's 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 the problem with me. Like it, it's if if they were um, open about the, what the criteria was, then okay, I, like I might have a better understanding as to why they say he could be in. But it's, it's becoming yeah. too oversaturated now, where it feels like a lot of these quarterbacks could be getting in just because they're putting up the the numbers based yeah. off this passing era. It's like yeah. everybody can't get in. You can, like Edgar said, you can have a really great career, and that's that's great, bro. But everybody yeah. cannot get into the Hall of Fame. There has to be a standard set, and there yeah. has to be a low standard. Like if Eli Manning is like the low standard, the lowest standard that you can be literally five hundred. His career yeah, was yeah, that's the lowest like. standard, bro. If you can't get the Eli Manning level, my nigga, you don't need to be in the Hall of Goddamn Fame, bro. <laughs> no, no, I don't give a damn, bro. That's the lowest standard, and he's still a Manning at the end of the day. So we give him mm. full points for that. But so. Nah, bro. I can't do it to Matt. If Matt wins another one, then I'm looking at, okay, he got two of them. Now he gets that Eli Manning, you know what I'm saying, type of criteria push. But other than that, bro, I can't do it, bro. You didn't do anything before this year. Yeah. And and even Megatron had a Hall of Fame worthy in in Detroit. So it's not like playing in Detroit is the reason you didn't get that nod. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I get it. Other than Megatron, can we name any notable Lions receivers? No. But if you're that dude, you should be able to make it work enough to get to at least three Pro Bowl, three Pro Bowls if you're that level of a quarterback. So yeah. I, I like Matt Stafford a lot. I was glad he finally got on a team where he could show people how good he is, but he's not Hall of Fame worthy, bro. He, he's just not. He's going to 20 years from now when we're talking about quarterbacks we used to watch, we'll name Matt Stafford as like, a, hey, he was really good. Yeah. But, but it's like, might be an afterthought. Oh, no, no, I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm naming them. Yeah, no, I just mean along the list of quarterbacks we remember. We'll be like, yeah. if we see a picture of him, we'll be like, oh, yeah, he was he was solid. Yeah, I gotta he see a solid, picture, yeah, yeah. he's not coming <laughs> to my mind at all. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> because, no, no, because this is no. this is the thing, though, bro. Because Richard Sherman brought this up as well. Mm. Even Matt Ryan has an MVP, so Matt Ryan has proven, and Matt Ryan has multiple Pro Bowls. Cam Newton has an MVP, Cam Newton has multiple Pro Bowls. So it's like, how much does a Super Bowl really add? I understand the Super Bowl is big, but how much does it really add when that is a team award or a team accomplishment? It's not mm-hmm. an individual. So that's is it more so team? Why you won? Because defense that's what I'm, and Cooper That's Cup. what I'm saying. Number two you won. Yeah, You're the yeah. third reason. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So how much are we accounting a team accomplishment to somebody's resume? I'm actually, uh, individual accomplishment should hold more weight in the Hall of Fame conversation. So that's yes. what I'm saying. When you look at it, Matt Ryan has a better uh, case to get in, or Cam Newton has a better case than a Matt Stafford, unless you're just saying, oh, the championship means everything, and we're just putting in everybody else who wins a championship, because that's what you're telling me. It, right. Well, and just based off that, that means Nick Foles is going to get in. Everybody going to get in, bro. Shit, <laughs> Wentz was on the team. Wentz might get in. So, shit, I don't, even know, I don't even know. Everybody on that team might get in, bro. So, if you got a championship, you liable for the Hall of Fame. That's yeah, what I'm seeing, there has to there has to be a there has to be a standard that they that they or criteria that they have that is just above everything else where we're looking at like okay that's a Hall of Fame career 
you can't they're you never don't gonna show us the criteria though, they're not going to they're not going to it's all, a popularity all the contest. snubs all the snubs over the years if yeah. they show us the criteria all we're gonna do is be like so how come this person didn't get in why yeah. didn't you let this person in why did it take three years for you to let this person in like it's gonna yeah. cause too much chaos. i swear on everything if stafford is a first ballot hall of famer i am going to be pissed Bro, if he's and Steve Smith couldn't even get on the list with all his accomplishments, bro. I'm gonna snap if Matt Stafford in first battle or even get in, period, bro. I'm gonna yeah. snap, bro. When Steve Smith can't even make finalists, it doesn't make you sense. Gotta, you gotta think about the people you leaving off when you put in niggas like Stafford, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. And it has to be a sort of change uh, once again when it comes to this passing era. Because mm-hmm. everybody is going to have the stats in this era, bro. Yeah. Like that can't mean as much, bro. Everybody's yeah. gonna have the stats, so you have to balance that out as well. I don't it, know. It's how gonna come down. Out. It's gonna come down to the eye test, bro. The eye test and your impact. What what could we actually see you doing that puts you in that upper echelon? Because for a long time, stats was everybody's friends. You know, not mm-hmm. everybody is getting these stats. Not everybody is throwing this many yards. So if you have the stats, you get the nod. Now that everybody's throwing the stats around, it's kind of like, okay, we actually got to watch each of these players play, and we got to judge with our eyes, yeah, he's that guy. No, he's not that guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's kind of that guy. We're going to have to really just go off of how you perform and your impact. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, moving on to the next conversation is NBA, and we had the NBA trade deadline. A lot of huge moves made, but the biggest move was the Harden. For Ben Simmons trade, uh, James Harden and Paul Millsap were traded to the 76ers. And Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two picks were traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Edgar, what was your first reaction to this trade? A lot of things Philly. are shaking up right now in the East. Philly is stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first reaction. I was like, there's no way Philly gave up all of this. Like, because, bro, I, I just don't believe in either team right now. Philly Philly is the dumbest team in this situation. The Nets definitely won with stacking up the way they did. I've been saying for a while, Ben Simmons need to be in a situation where he's like the third or fourth option on a team to where he's not surrounded by pressure. Playing with KD and even a part-time Kyrie takes so much pressure off Ben Simmons. He can facilitate better. He can just play his own personal game a lot better. So on top of that, you get Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and uh, uh, whatever two else they had got. Two first-round picks. That's a much better deal than just getting James Harden and Paul Millsap if you're the 76ers. Yes, you have Embiid still. Yes, you still have a, a formidable lineup to at least get you with, with that talent to get you to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't see that team making a finals push. I see the Nets in a better mm-hmm. situation. Right now, they're eighth, but they I, I still like KD on any given Sunday against any team with whoever around them. So I, I feel like the Nets completely won that. Philly was dumb as hell for the way they did that trade. They didn't really get much in return. Is that not is that not hard? Is that not Kobe and Shaq 2 boy? No, that we're looking at in Philly. Hell no. Hell no. Come on, bro. No, 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 no. I know a lot no. of people don't like Harden, no. but come on now. And how and B's playing right now in Harden no, is a top 10, most of the time, top seven player no, in the league. Bro. Come on now. No, okay, yeah, no, hold on. Oh, no, Never no. mind. No, oh, no, 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 no. That was nowhere no. near that potential at all. Like no. six were nowhere near that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, not no. What I'm talking about. no, no. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think Harden and, and Embiid are, are on that level either. 
I don't I don't think so either. Harden, it, it's, Harden the, it's the way Harden plays, bro. Harden plays so. But you seen the way he can Kobe adapt in Brooklyn, on, bro. He adapted with the he situation adapted? and was did the point adapt? guard. Yes. Did he actually? Yeah. He he, he slid they, he slid Kyrie to the two. Don't act like we wasn't having the conversation, Edgar. Well, you better back me up, my nigga, because you trying to be quiet in the back. I, I'm listening. You, I'm you listening. said I'm Harden listening. changed his game for this team. He bro. did. Don't act like we didn't have that he, conversation no, no, no. last year. He, he he changed a little bit, but if if what's come out in the last week is true. Where they're saying that that he was pushing back on the style of play, he wanted to play That's more ISO. No, no, no. And all that stuff. I heard beef with I heard beef with Kyrie. I heard beef with Kyrie. I heard, I heard this agreement so with KD. KD and and I heard both of them. I heard KD was a, a, away from the team, and it was kind of beef between the two because there was no communication between them. But I heard that it was really Kyrie and Harden beef. They really never meshed in the locker room. And when KD wasn't around anymore, it was like, oh, we actually got to talk to each other. There's no middleman. And they they don't mesh. They said Kyrie was in the locker room doing a seance. And this nigga Harden was looking at him like he crazy as hell. Like that that was literally in the report. I don't know if it's made up or not. I can't promise that. But that's what they said. They said Harden looked at him like he was a freak. And they never could gel in the locker room. And Harden didn't want to be a part of that. And he was already a part-time player. If, if you want to say this could be a new generation of Kobe and Shaq. I'll give you that not, but to say this could be like what we'll see could be similar to what we saw with Kobe and Shaq. It's just two completely different game styles, bro. Harden would have to go back to being Houston Harden for me to believe that. And he would have Mm. to dish it to Embiid. I mean, Harden's assist game is up there. He can do it. Mm. I'm not doubting that he can't dish and beat the ball in ways Kobe did to Shaq, but He'll have to completely go back to okay. I'm I'm back in Houston. We would have to see that James Harden. We can't see a Brooklyn no that James Harden. Ain't no problem. And I think I, is that going to work though? Is that going to be successful? Is ISO I, ball I, I, going I, to be successful? I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that they're going to win three championships. I'm not saying that at all. I'm yeah. just saying two dynamic players at the guard position and at the center position. Have we ever seen two players that dynamic since Kobe and Shaq at those two positions? I don't think we have. I don't, no, we, we nowhere near Same this time. Way. Harden is a top seven player most years, and Embiid is playing like the MVP right now. That yeah. is Kobe and Shaq, literally. But I understand the, the, the games, and Kobe Harden doesn't play like Kobe defensively, like at the fuck all, but I'm just saying the dynamic <laughs> position at both of those positions at center and at shooting guard, at point guard, whatever. Yeah, I think the potential could be there, but I don't think it will. they'll ever reach it. That's why I said a, a yeah. new generation. Yeah, yeah but yeah. is it gonna? Am I gonna watch them play and instantly think of that? No, like it. It would have had to been brought to me, like how everybody was bringing it to light just then. Like mm-hmm. if if this take was never given, I never would have thought of Kobe and Shaq. But until the take was given, I was like, oh, okay, I can see where people are pulling that from. But I, I doubt watching them. I'm gonna think that, bro. Yeah. Uh, and beat and hard and pick and roll, bro. <laughs> I gotta see it, bro. I understand, bro. I understand we gotta see it, bro. But I'm just thinking about the, the being that dynamic, bro. And you still you get you got to keep uh Thibel, you got to keep Maxi, you keep in Tobias Harris. I understand you're giving up a huge beat piece in Seth Curry, and I think he was one of the biggest pieces of that trade. But I'm just yeah, looking at it, I'm was. just like, damn. And honestly, that's that's a lot. But I also want to talk about the legacy of Harden. Because this is his second time uh, wanting out of a situation 
And it's like, okay, now Harden, you're getting your wishes. We have to see some winning sometime soon. So how much pressure is on him to actually win in Philly right now, this year or next year? Play better. It's it's on him, bro. They they no choice. What is his legacy if he does not? Just a good. I mean, he player. gonna go. He gonna go down as an all time great scorer. Period. He gonna yeah. go down top five greatest scorers of all time. But that that's it. That's about I it. Don't, I, don't, I don't see nothing else. There's nothing else you can say. Like if you keep bouncing around and 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 placing blame on other people, like nigga, at some point, if you're one of the <laughs> leaders on the team, you can't keep bouncing around. Like this, bro. Who else? Because at least at? LeBron. At least LeBron is winning. Yes. Wherever I he, go, we're, we're winning a chip. And like, it's yes. happening. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're blaming da- we're blaming Damian Lillard for being way too loyal, and yeah. we're not looking at Harden like you're not being loyal enough. Like that—that's mm. really what we need to look at. Like, yeah, there's no buy-in with Harden. This, 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 this—that's that's what we're seeing. Ah, that's what I we're seeing. That, bro. I, no, 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 no. Look, when you're sitting there and you're saying that. There is a problem what you want to leave this team for for whatever reason. Okay, I can understand Houston. Brooklyn, you how long you been there? I agree. How, I how agree. long you been there? I agree. Like I, that's what I'm saying. Like, if if I give this a year, I give this a year before we start hearing something else from him. Me too. So, See, I, I fully agree with what you said there. Because it's the pressure is fully on him to win. If he doesn't win here, I think the legacy is. Like you said, he's going to be a top five scorer, but he's not going to be up there with the greats. I think he kind of slips in that that Iverson conversation. He's not going to be up there with, with the ways, like Lower the top three, four to shooting guards. Huh? Lower than Iverson to me. He, he, he could low, be. Okay, but I'm just he saying, he's, not, in, he I'm just saying he's, in that, he's in that conversation with Iverson. He's not up yeah, there with yeah. the D-ways like a lot of people wanted to put him when it comes mm-hmm. to shooting guards, that conversation. I think he slides back to that. But I think... I agree with you, and that's what I said last week, Derek, that he should have gave Brooklyn more of a chance. I know that you didn't get along with Kyrie, but, man, you're not going to get a better chance than that to win a championship for your legacy, bro. You're not going to get a better chance than that. Even when you're playing with an Embiid, bro, bro, playing with KD and Kyrie, that's a ring. We, I just told Edgar last week, you were still the favorites Easily. to win this year. Easily. You were still the you're eighth. You're the eighth seed, and you're the favorite. When the still hell the have we ever said <laughs> You were still the best. And that's why I said he should have gave it more of a chance. I understand the beef, but you should have gave that more of a chance, bro. That made no sense. I, I like I put it like this. I think I think Harden is, is a really good player. Great scorer. But this whole thing right here at this point is starting to become a distraction wherever he's going now. It's because now we're look, look at all the teams he's been on, players that he's played with. True. You you couldn't win with KD and, no, and no rings. <laughs> CP3, no rings. You couldn't play with CP. You could you see so you couldn't win with KD or Kyrie. Now, if you don't even get into the, I'm gonna say right now, if it's not the, if they can't even get into the second round, because they might have oh, yeah. to play the Bucks in the first round too, bro. I seen that today. If you can't get into the second round, I don't want to hear <laughs> shit. I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear shit bro. anymore. <laughs> That's it. Bro. That's it. And look, and the, oh, let, me, let me get this off real quick. Because they said that he was going to opt into his extension to like his player option, but his yeah. player option, he missed the deadline for his player option. Yep. So How he can honestly that? leave after this year. If everything doesn't go his way, he can leave after this year. He maybe How, has promised them that he will stay. Yeah, he missed the deadline. 
How do you do it? How <laughs> you do you do that? Deadline. That's what forty-seven million. How do you miss a deadline? Forty-seven million, bro. Guaranteed. How do you? How do you fumble <laughs> that? And it was like what 48, 72 hours after you got traded. So you had time. You There's no way. Had time. There's no way. And you were you. I'm sure he was reading that stuff before the trade even happened. He was yeah. reading all of that. So it's not like he was. You know, I, green there's no excuse. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And that's why I think it can be a bad decision for the 76ers because you only have one and maybe two years with Harden before he could be looking at another destination. And like I just said, he didn't even opt into his player option. So he could leave you after this year. And you gave up Seth Curry. You gave up two first round picks and you gave up Ben Simmons when he could high key leave you after this year. And there is no certainty that you're going to, especially if it's all based on matchups in the East. Everybody yeah. is tough in the East, bro. Yes. We were just talking about it before the podcast. The yeah. Nets are in eighth. The Bucks are in fourth. The Sixers are fifth. So if the playoffs started today, they would have to play the Bucks in the first round. There's mm -hmm. no certainties for any team in the Eastern Conference, bro. Yeah. And you're giving it up for one to two years of Harden? Yeah. yeah. That's where yeah. I can really uh, bite them in the ass, bro. Yeah. I agree with that. I think it's going to. Yeah. But flipping it to, to the Brooklyn point of view, uh, how do y'all feel about Brooklyn uh, in the East uh, moving forward? Uh. They they wearing they that favorites crown again, bro. They're they're wearing the favorites crown again. But am I am I as scared as when Harden first got there and we found mm -hmm. out about this next big three of Harden, Katie, and Kyrie? That sounded way more scarier than Ben Simmons, Kyrie, and KD, especially now because Kyrie is part-time. There's still no news yet on if he's going to become full-time. I know everybody's saying they're going to pay the fines or whatever. Nobody has come out publicly and said Kyrie is a full-time player yet. So that is still something to worry about. Ben Simmons, I know he's in a better mindset now. He's actually out of the organization. He's around players he wants to be around, but... We still got to see Ben Simmons shake off them playoff nerves that we've seen him have. And it, it's just a lot, bro. So I, Are they it nerves? Or is that it, his it doesn't. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I, I, think it, I think it's his game. So I hope he turned it around in all this time that he's been beefing with the Sixers. He's been focusing on himself. But it just doesn't scare me the way. It, it doesn't scare me the way Harden scared me when he was with them, bro. It just doesn't. There's a favorite. Let's keep it a beam, bro. What the hell Ben Simmons been doing these last three months, my nigga? Do we really think Ben Simmons been hooping over the last three months, bro? If he, if that he ben Simmons been long. If he hasn't, I, I don't feel sorry for him at all. If, bro, because if, 20, if 20 games go by and at least 15 of these games, I'm looking at you like, bro, you ain't adjusted yet. Oh, I'm, I'm like, why? Why isn't Ben Simmons in shape, bro? What have you been doing for the last three months that you couldn't be in shape by now? You could have been running or something over these last three months. Hey, That's maybe he I'm did like, the hardest damn. shit. Maybe, maybe he did the hardest <laughs> shit. I ain't finna work out. Y'all don't want to trade me. I ain't finna work out. Uh, I, I agree with you, Edgar. I, 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 it's less fear when you look at the Nets now in terms of the big three. But what I, I will say, I think. One of the biggest things that that they did was uh, uh, build up that bench. You have Andre Drummond in place of Paul Millsap or Blake Griffin. I think that move alone is is yeah. one of the, the the underrated portions of this trade. That's going to also bite the Sixers because now you don't have that on your bench. So if Embiid is not in there, let's say whether it's injury or or he's just sitting out, you know, last part. You're going to see the Sixers really struggle, especially with the second unit. They're going to really struggle. So um, I think I think Brooklyn won this trade for sure. I don't know what it's going to do for them, though. 
at least right now. Mm. The picks, the picks. So are you the great. favorites? Are they the yeah, favorites they, in the they're East? The favorites. They're the favorites. I, I think I think people are going to automatically make them the favorites. Personally, I don't. I'm still trying to see how everything is shaking out. Yep. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making them the favorites. I'm not automatically giving it to anyone. Like you said, the East mm-hmm. is, the East is that's tight. So it, it, I don't know yet, but I'm not giving it to them automatically. But I think they they improved. I think they improved, and that's what you need for the playoffs. So we'll mm-hmm. see. But Simmons, I've seen the only person on that team I trust is Durant. I oh, yeah. don't. I Both do definitely. not trust Simmons in the playoffs, and for the last three to four years, I have not trusted Kyrie in the playoffs. So it does not matter right now. To I me, don't even trust Steve Nash. In the I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no that nigga don't is there just for vibes, bro. That nigga is there yeah, for yeah, vibes. Yeah. That nigga yeah. don't be coaching. Don't do I don't even trust Can you imagine the Nets with an actual coach? Because he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not it at all. And I told y'all that, bro. Yeah. I told y'all. Yeah, when, Kyrie, sure. I, when, I when Kyrie came out and said, we don't look at this man as a coach, that was a huge issue to me. Yeah. Especially it's your first year being a coach and you have yeah. no coaching experience. The first yeah. thing one of your star players says is we don't really look at him as a coach. One day I could be coaching. One day Steve Nash could be coaching. <laughs> like, what What are we saying about your skills then? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. That yeah. No, it's certain stuff you don't say, bro. Yeah. I think I think the, the Brooklyn definitely won this trade. I think the un, most underrated part of the trade was Seth Curry. I think shooting was a big mm-hmm. missing piece for Brooklyn. And this is if everything comes together because Durant's going through his old uh, injury return. Kyrie, like Edgar brought up, uh, part-time. But if everything comes together, like uh, Derek brought up, the bench. And I think not having Joe Harris over the past like two mm-hmm. to three months because of his ankle surgery has really been hurting this team. They mm-hmm. have been relying on Patty Mills for like solely his shooting. But now you have multiple shooters with Seth Curry now, and Seth Curry has really improved his game, bro. Like, he's not just a standstill shooter anymore. Like, he can get a bucket on his own. So having that option outside of Kyrie and outside of KD is going to be big come playoff time because now you don't just have to look at them for an option when you have somebody like a Seth Curry. And now you have Ben Simmons with spacing, with no Embiid in the paint to block that. He's going to attack the rim. Because I remember it was one point in 2018 or 2019 when Embiid was not playing for the Sixers. And they went on a 15-game winning streak because they had Ben Simmons playing the five. I think Ben Simmons can still be a good player and a great player in this league if he's playing small ball five. And I think that's the position that he will be playing for this team. It's going to be spread out. The land's going to be spread out. He's just going to attack the rim. He don't have to shoot no more. He can definitely be like Draymond with more athleticism. I think this is a good fit for Ben Simmons, bro. Best he could possibly uh, get. I gotta see it to believe it for him. He's the one. Because now I gotta see it. To he could be. He can be taking advantage of mismatches more, and I think that's the good thing about Ben Simmons. Because a guard is he gonna did, be guarding him. But he hasn't taken advantage of it at, at points, and I think that's what the issue was with. But is it because Embiid has year. been? He's been playing with Embiid though. That's what no, I'm that's, saying. That's, that's the, true. The that's paint, true. The paint has that's been true. But I will say this: if you think the pressure was heavy on him in Philly, it's going to be even. Heavier on him in Brooklyn. You got KD. No, 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 no. No, I'm saying from I'm saying from a teammate perspective. Oh yeah, yeah. KD is going to push him harder than Embiid did. Kyrie is going to push him harder than than Embiid did. I no. I don't know about that one, bro. I don't know about that one. KD is not a pusher, bro. We have to get out of there. I'm saying the level of expectation. The level of expectation. The level of expectation. KD is somebody. That was the first seed last year. KD is somebody who will have high expectations of you, but he's not gonna push you at the same time. It's like he's gonna be like, "Hey, nigga, you either gonna do it or you ain't." 
Like, he's not the right. type of person to be like, hey, you need to get on your game. You need to do this. You need to do that. KD is not that person. I Look, I got to see it to believe it. I got For both teams, it. for sure. I, I agree with y'all. Both teams, yeah. we got to see it to believe it. But I'm excited for the East playoffs because I don't think it's going to be an easy round. Your, even it's the not. first round it's in not. the East is going to be hard, bro. Yeah. The Raptors look good. The Celtics are streaking right now. The Nets are in eighth. And then you got the top of the East. is looking like the top of the East. So it's mm-hmm. going to be tough, man. And let's good. move on to the next trade, which is Derek White to the Seas. I heard a lot of flack for this. Well, I actually like this trade because I bang with Derek White a lot. And y'all yeah. just traded Josh Richardson. I'm like, yeah, y'all yeah. love Josh Richardson in the Celtic community? Because I'm yeah. trust me, he was with the Heat. And we weren't really banging with that nigga like that. We was happy to give him up. So I was like, I was surprised when I heard so many Celtics fans crying over this trade. Derek White is clearly the better player. Oh, for sure he is. For sure he is. I, I think I think it was more so the fact that you, you're giving up. Because Richardson was, during that, um, during the last month and a half, he was the guy that, that was looking like you could really rely on him on the bench. He looked like that sixth man that you, that you can really go to. So it was like we're giving him up in this deal. Derek White, I th- significantly better player. I don't have a problem Facts. with it. I was just kind of like, I was thinking, I was shocked with the move, mainly because it, it was like, you're giving up Richardson to get White. I was more so looking at like, could you not combine the two? Because you had to move Schroeder. Mm-hmm. You had to move mm-hmm. Lankford. That's that's what my thought process with it, was with it. But, and you gave up a first for him, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're not worried about a first. That's with 28. Yeah, I think it was a 28 first round pick. So, oh, 2028. 20, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that eighth grader. <laughs> that eighth grader. Way, way down the line right now. <laughs> I love this pickup yeah. for the Seas because now I feel like Derek White is such an underrated defender to me. And I feel like yeah. with Tatum coming on, and he's really been playing great defense over this winning streak that y'all have been having. So now y'all can go to lineups where you have Robert Williams, Derek White, Tatum, Brown, and Smart. And at the same time, it's like, bro. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Offensively can get it done with three uh playmakers, and then you defensively, that's going to be tough to score on. So I like this deal, bro. I love this deal for the Seas. Once yeah. again, they're in seventh, and that's mm-hmm. scary for whoever going to be in second or even if they move up. The Celtics are and we, a scary team. We've been questioning the Celtics over the past, what, month or two now? Of like, hey, what's going on? Y'all bottom of the barrel. Like, is it going to be a shift at all now that this trade happened? Like and they're at seventh now. Like they have that opportunity to make that push to not even have to worry about being in a play in spot and actually just have a solidified one through six spot. Yeah, I think the problem was that they just didn't have everybody together. And plus, it's also it's a it's a new year with a new coach. Like you gotta you gotta be able yeah. to get acclimated to a lot of stuff. So and how do you feel I, about Eme? I love him. I love him. Mm. I, I it was just there was certain he just needed to. In the beginning of the season, he was taking a little lo- too long to ad- make certain adjustments, but he made those adjustments. Credit to him. He made those adjustments, and since he's made those adjustments, you got rid, you got rid of guys that, that that you either weren't utilizing or that weren't serviceable. So I think I think the Celtics won for sure. They they they, they made out in this in, by the trade deadline, so no problems. And what and why what is the biggest reason or why are you guys streaking at this time? What has been the change in the the Celtics game? Availability. Again, like you you like I said, you got guys back and that's when as soon as we got everybody back was beginning of the, of the year, January. As soon as that happened, then you start seeing them 
not losing games that they should not lose or and then also beating teams they should be uh, they should be able to beat and then also beating other teams that were that were uh, uh better teams it, it is what it is that's like when you get everybody together that's why i don't understand like why everyone was so down on the celtics like at the beginning kendrick perkins i, I love the guy as a as a celtics legend well i can't even call him a legend as a celtics champion let me say that yeah, he was on the he was on the team. <laughs> Let's Bro, calm down. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because when I think about champions, I think about legends. But he he actually started coming at these guys, saying that that they should break up Tatum and Brown for what? They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last five years. You want to break them up for what? What's the purpose of that? But while we've been talking about the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum thing is. Is it going to become a point where Jalen Brown gets annoyed with being the the one B guy to Jason Tatum, and would he want to leave because of that? Is he cool with what's going down right now? Yeah. Would he want to have his own team? We've seen yeah. it before. We've seen it before. I can't say we haven't seen it before. Where it's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to be the number two guy anymore. I want to mm-hmm. have my own team. Mm-hmm. Well, is that more lucrative to him, or is that something that's more promising to him? So mm-hmm. what's what's wrong with being the second option? You're playing your but I'm position. talking about underperforming team. That was the biggest thing. If with the Celtics continue to underperform like they were earlier in the season, would he be okay with being the number two guy on an underperforming team if he could go somewhere else? That was the biggest thing. Under- I think they're playing better now, but in the beginning of the season. So, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You're saying okay. around November, right. December. That's what, that's really that's what I'm saying. Like, when they yeah, were underperforming, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. Jalen Brown, not gonna stick around if y'all not putting him in position to succeed, and he's the number two guy. I don't think that was ever a fear, at least with the Celtics. Especially with think, these bill rumors coming up. Damian Lillard, I heard uh, Tatum likes uh, Damian Lillard. He's best mm-hmm. friends with Bill. I'm like, mm-hmm. is that a Jalen Brown trade away? I don't know. Would you yeah. trade a Jalen Brown for a Damian Lillard? Oh, yes. Most definitely. Uh, you got to look stupid. at it. You got to, if no, you're no, no, Celtics, hold on, hold on. don't be stupid. You don't be to, stupid. You have <laughs> to look at it. You would have to look at it. But... I don't you got know. Your point guard, bro. That's your point guard. Y'all haven't had a point guard. We got a point guard. Don't, don't right tell now. me Marcus Smart, bro. Do not tell me Marcus Smart. Please. Don't. <laughs> Please don't tell me Marcus right now. Smart. And you also you also have Derek White. Okay, Derek so White can play a point, but I don't want him running I'm, my team, though. I'm he can picking play the game point. over everybody. Your listen, name. Listen, <laughs> I really, I, look, I don't have a problem with the conversation. I think you have the conversation. You trade Jalen Brown for someone like that, but, but the thing mm-hmm. is. The reason why I'm kind of like I don't know is because you 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 passed on trading Brown for AD, Kawhi, Butler, Kawhi, PG. There was a reason why. Because so, you said, "Oh, his potential was going to be this," but you're starting mm-hmm. to see his potential now. It's like, okay, this he's going to be this type of player. Mm-hmm. If we're looking at Dame, we know what Dame is. He's a higher player right now than a Dame than a uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown has better defense. But at mm-hmm. the highest of the highs, I want Damian Lillard. I I put it like this. If that ever happened, of course you look into it. Of course you look into it. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I, to me, there's I, you keep these two together. The, the, the time of trading Jalen Brown was three or four years ago. The mm-hmm. time of trading Marcus Smart, three or four years ago. I think if you, it can't always be where you're looking at a team and saying, oh, trade this guy. You're not allowing these guys to grow. These guys are st- they're not even 25 yet. This is what we've Worry also about. been talking about as well when it comes to the Celtics of, okay, you guys have the two-star players. 
But how are you going to be up there with the, the, the Nets or with the Sixers or with the Bucks if you don't add any other stars to that? If you guys just stick with the two stars, it's like, okay, that's going to be cool to be in the middle of the pack team. But how do we continue to elevate this roster around them to be up there with the Nets and with the Bucks? So other teams that you just listed, only one has won a championship. But I'm saying you guys have not won it either. That's what I'm saying. No. How do you get in that conversation? But, but, <laughs> but no, I think they are in that conversation. I don't think it's with the next getting and into the it. I don't think it's getting into the conversation. I think they're already in that conversation. Right now. Yes. Yes. I think and so. And that's not Celtics bias. No. If you, <laughs> look, if you look at – no, no, no. Honestly, it's not. Because I would tell you if they were. Because I, if you, you guys talked to me last year, right? I told you all last year. If they didn't do anything by trade that trade deadline, if they didn't improve or anything, there was they weren't going anywhere. Where did they go last year? So I, I like I can I can be I can be very honest about. So you the believe team. in this team? I do believe in the team. I do. Now they found ways to 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 improve on it on the roster. I think next year I think this is you know it's a possibility you get you get Beal. I don't know what's going to end up happening, but see what happens at that point. I don't. I don't think you break this team up right now, though. Brown, what's the What's the championship window, though, bro? Like, what's the yeah. window? You guys have been to the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times, like you said, within mm-hmm. the last five, six years. So, mm-hmm. if the if the ceiling is okay, we know y'all can get at least to the conference championship. Now we have finals expectations. Now you guys are fighting just to even be in the playoffs at this point, what's the window? Like, we can't just leave the window open because Philly Philly is pissing Philly fans off with that trust the process shit. I feel like they need to find a whole new slogan because at this point, I don't know how long the process is going to take. That could be yeah, a slogan yeah, yeah. for any team at this point. Yeah. So when it comes to the Celtics, I understand you have to give a team time to grow, but you guys played Braun in the final. They've grown. Yeah, they, they've already like, been through a process. You've you've almost you reached the process. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like we, we we can't excuse you guys barely making the playoffs at this point and just saying, hey, you know, we got to just take this as growing pains. We're still trying to figure out this and the third. It's like, no, like, what's the window? Because I said like two years ago that the Celtics championship window is going to close sooner than expected if they mm-hmm. don't get there within that two years that I said it. And right now it's kind of looking like, I don't know when you guys are going to get there. So that was with Brad Stevens. Yes. Right. I told you Brad Stevens wasn't the guy. I think you did say that What last year, two years ago. You did say that. You said like two years ago. Yeah. I I think they went as far as they could with Brad in terms of being in a plan and all that, all that stuff. To me, that was more of a, like, the, the team was just that was not a that was a poorly built roster. Now I don't look at the roster and say you break up everybody, right? That like when you're looking at a team and you have the 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 nucleus together, you don't blow the nucleus up because the the pieces around aren't built properly. That's my point. I okay. think if you build around the nucleus and you still can't get it done, cool. Break it up, and that's my point, and that's my point. But that, that's what we're okay, okay, that's what. We're so when when would that point occur for think, Celtics fans? I think if you're looking at this in the next three years or so, three okay. or four years, yep. if that's mm-hmm. if, if if we're still talking about Eastern Conference Finals is your is your is your ceiling. Yeah, cool. 
Mm. Cool. I, 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 whatever. But right now, that, that conversation is premature. And to be completely mm. honest, I don't think that you can look at Tatum or Brown and say that this is their ceiling. If you look at them, if you look at them, I agree. I agree. I agree because Jalen Brown has improved with his playmaking. I will give you that. And Tatum has improved with his true. defense. I will give you that. He's they're improving. No they're improving. But I'm also looking at I, both I, of I these players. Like I'm, I'm looking at especially Tatum. I'm looking mm-hmm. at Tatum and Brown right now. Like you guys can get it done. I really don't give a damn who's on the roster. Like I'm looking at Tatum and Brown. Like whoever is around you guys, as long as they're formidable players that can get you to that point, I'm looking at y'all to carry it at this point. Like I, how much do Tatum and Brown need around them to get them back to Eastern Conference Finals, to get them possibly to the finals. Like, these are players – we're talking about Jason Tatum being one of the people as a candidate for face of the league, Mm -hmm. and we're looking at it like, well, he doesn't have all the pieces around him yet. This is that a third. Like, we holding him to a standard of, hey, like, you should be able to get it done with them whoever we give you. Did we have this conversation? Did we have this conversation about LeBron? I think I mean, just let him just let him just let him continue. It's a new coach. This is year one. It's a rookie coach. And I see, hey, I seen some Celtics fan put that man in the dirt early. Oh, they put it. I seen some Celtics fan put September, that man in the dirt early, bro. September, oh September. There were already <laughs> Celtics fans that were already saying that we need to fire uh, Emmanuel. A month yeah. ago, <laughs> I was seeing him say that. I was like, damn, really? y'all really don't bang with this dude. Yes, before the winning streak, I was seeing people saying, yeah, he hold he. He doesn't adjust well enough. He uh he hangs with rosters too long. I was seeing all that from Celtics fan. I was like, damn. That's funny because I mean Brad Stevens did that. For sure. But they love him. <laughs> yeah, so you already know what time that is. Yeah. That's you funny. Know what time that is. That's funny. Yeah. I, Speaking of I, race, I, trouble in Mormon City. <laughs> <laughs> trouble in Mormon City. <laughs> let me let me pull up this clip, bud, because uh it's a lot of trouble going down in Utah right now. Uh, oh, Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert, a lot of beef. Let me just play this clip for y'all. I think they're in trouble because this this thing has run its course, and we know there are some tensions there in that locker room. Mm-hmm. And I've been told recently that they, they might be a little worse than than we've even been led uh, to believe. Um, and so, if, if if this doesn't end well this postseason, and there's no reason to think that it will, they're going know. to love Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. They're going to really. Lo- they're Dude, gonna love Caleb Martin. Those those, those those Donovan Mitchell wants out rumors are, are gonna be starting like as soon as the season is is over. I, I listen, Dwayne Wade, the ultimate sleeper agent. He did it with Jimmy Butler. He's gonna do it with Donovan Mitchell. He's gonna steer him to Miami. You you heard it here first. All right. Oops. Uh, I think they're gonna play that clip real quick. Ah, it's a lot of trouble going down in Mormon City right now, and it's a lot of good things going down in Miami. That's that's really what I got from that clip. But that was from the crossover podcast with Chris Mannix and Howard Beck. Those are two NBA reporters and they Mm -hmm. are just reporting on the trouble going down in Utah between uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. They're saying that it's worse than a lot of people have been led to believe that they could be at the point of breaking up after this season if Utah does nothing. And y'all heard about the possible destinations. But let's just stick on the topic of the trouble in Utah. How do y'all feel about that situation? Do you think they should blow it up? Mm. (sighs) Damn. That's a tough question. That is because because they they haven't they they haven't, they haven't gotten done it done. Yeah. So I mean, from that standpoint, yeah. But they they still play well. Like they play very well. They're but the fourth seed in the West right now. 
Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, like, they're they're always in conversation, even if they never fulfill the conversation. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if um, Donovan gets traded. Uh, Rudy Gobert is... I, are you keeping Donovan Mitchell and trading Gobert, or are you trading Donovan Mitchell? That's the question. They said Donovan Mitchell is going to be the one that wants out if you do not do uh, anything this year. Okay, yeah. he wants out. Because okay. it's like, we keep mm-hmm. running into this wall, and I'm not getting anywhere with this team. Joe Ingles is hurt. So, Joe Ingles and somebody else got hurt for the Ingles Jazz. Got so it's traded. like, what are we... Mm-hmm. He got hurt first, but then got yeah. traded after that. So it was like yeah. he already wasn't even gonna be on your team. So yeah. the, the Jazz are a shit show. They're fourth in the West. They're very well coached. That's why they're fourth in the West. But mm-hmm. the team is is near implosion. I can't lie. Yeah, Damn. I think it's possible we could see it because I, I it's, it's like the CJ McCollum in in Damian Lillard thing. We've yeah. seen it too many times for you yeah, not to make something uh, some sort of yeah. shakeup. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's possible. But do you also know who's in Utah? D-Wade? Danny Ainge. He not oh, trading them to y'all unless y'all trading Jalen Brown, so I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Hey. Your, your whole theory is going to be killed hey. if, you, if you're Look, going no. off of that. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go off of it, but I'm saying it's very possible we could see something. It's very possible we could see something. Yeah, some, some rumors. Okay, we some could see something. Rumors, but I think it's, I think it's possible he's one out, he won out for sure. Like, Donovan Mitchell can't waste his prime Fucking with, with the Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Okay. Exactly. That's, that, that's exactly it. Like, he can't. He can't. There's no way. Um, I don't think, because I think we're, we're, we're still looking at this team and, and always saying, oh, they're like a, a piece or two away or they're like a year or two away. I think that year or two came and went. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I I, I I I don't see if it, I mean they already there was already reports of, their year was last year Haki what yeah, was, first year was last, their year was last yeah, year it was and they lost mm-hmm. in the second round to the Clippers yeah so yeah, yep. y'all y'all yeah. should pass by yeah. now bro Mike yeah. Conley is a year older Gobert still trash y'all mm-hmm. niggas ain't really gonna do shit no time soon bro Donald Mitchell gonna have to ask out and y'all gonna be happy with Tyler Hero Duncan Robinson Caleb Martin. They white. They gonna love playing with the Mormons. I'm just saying, bro. That's the <laughs> that's the trade destination that we're looking at right now, bro. Unless they like, and if we uh, get Peyton those Pritchard. three, nah. The hero, I hero was near all star, <laughs> bro. I keep telling him, bro. We're not trading. We're not trading hero, bro. We're not. I, what, I don't. Bro, you I don't better be shitting that. me if we ain't trading hero for Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> you said this, you said this. Are you to be shitting me if you don't think we man I'm trading everybody except Jimmy and Bam for that nigga bro I swear to God I'm trading everybody he's yeah, the missing piece what have you, we been saying about the heat this whole season bro we have been saying they don't have no go-to score in the clutch and we've seen That's times true. this year that they have trouble closing games you get somebody mm-hmm. like a Donovan Mitchell on their team your go-to scorer and your closer is right there you don't have mm-hmm. to question it anymore I was cool with Brandon Ingram but if I can get Donovan Mitchell on my team, 10 times out of 10, trade that nigga hero. I don't give a fuck. Trade Duncan Robinson ass too. Trade the whole farm. I don't give a fuck. Two picks and all that. I'm I ain't even get everybody. My, I ain't even get my hero jersey yet. Damn, I, I gotta nah, get a hero You can get a Utah back. one. That's that's cool. You can get a Utah no, one. No, no, <laughs> He'll be an all-star I, out there. I, I, need, I need it to be, I need to be a heat one. I need I need a Miami Heat hero jersey. You see, he hey, you good. see, I got that Kyle, I got that Kyle Trash jersey quick as hell. They better not trade my dog. I just got that. Jersey. I was about to say, you if they not... do trade him, you can trade that jersey in for whatever team he goes to. I swear to God, you're gonna have to do that. You're yeah. gonna have to do that. Yeah, Trash, not the guy. Yeah, right, he's, moving not, on. he's not. He's <laughs> not. Conversation for another day. 
Moving on to the NBA top five power rankings. Edgar, what do you have for your NBA top five? Uh, I got Phoenix at one, Golden State at two, Miami at three, uh, Memphis four, and I'll have Chicago at five. I have the Suns at one, Warriors at two, Heat at three, the Grizzlies. Ah, the Grizzlies would be uh, the Grizzlies would be at four, and the Bulls. I like how, the way the Bulls been looking. Would be at five. Oh, we got the same. We got the same thing. Okay, yeah, I love the way the Bulls been looking with no Levine and no um Lonzo mm-hmm. too, and no Caruso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I can disagree with y'all. What on the on the top five? I don't think I can disagree with y'all. I think I'm gonna put it the same way. All right. And moving on to social media wants to know, could you guys pull off the Tinder swindle? Because <laughs> if Hell you yeah. guys have not, if you guys have not watched the show or the movie Tinder Swindle or Tinder Swindler, Tinder Tinder Swindler, Tinder Swindler, yeah. that that documentary was crazy. It was about a dude who was finessing all these females for money. Basically, they were doing fraud and. They left. He left them holding the bag, and he did this to multiple women. Ended up collecting like ten million over a certain amount of years, and he got arrested, but only went to jail for five months. So he honestly won ten million. Oh, for sure, bro. Ten million for five months? I'm cool. You can arrest and, me if I saw like And they have to. They have to pay the money back. He's and not responsible for it. He's not responsible. He's not responsible no. for nothing. He's still doing. He that. won. He won for <laughs> he sure. He won for sure. <laughs> he won. There's no way in hell I'd be able to pull that shit off. Bro, ain't no way, bro. There's no way. Ain't no way. You, and he was giving all the girls the same sob story, too. The same was, story. Yeah. And oh the yeah. same messages and everything, bro. And, yeah. bro, this, this is what... I didn't want to make this a race thing, but I had to. Because <laughs> watching this with Denisha, bro, because Denisha is the reason I watched this um, documentary. She was like, hey, like, you got to watch this. Like, it's really crazy what this man did to these women, blah, blah, blah. I'm watching the documentary. I'm like... He's not doing anything to these women. These women are stupid. That's what the hell is going on. And the reason I got to make this a, a race thing, because I just feel that this couldn't happen to black women. There's at a reason all. that I didn't see any black women in at this all. documentary. Like, I'm like, I, I just don't think black women would be this willing to just give thousands of dollars to a man that they just met. It not just doesn't that. happen that way. Not only that. And you're, you're doing credit card money. fraud. They, they can't say they didn't know, bro. They you're, can't say. A man is asking you to make names on cars that of people who are not real. How yeah. do you not know those credit card fraud? Bro, not only that, you're talking about a guy that supposedly has all this money. Exactly. Why are you giving him money? Why are you Exactly. Giving, bro, the first time a rich nigga asked me for money. <laughs> he talking about I need protection. I'm not protected. You got to give me money. Whoa, what are you talking about? You asking you me to go through the finances, sir? He can't even show me who his enemies are. Who no. are your enemies? You keep saying enemies. Everybody getting the same enemy. video. Everybody getting the same video. You haven't given me a someone. name. You haven't. I can't Google who these people are. Who are your enemies over there? My enemies are after me. Oh. <laughs> and you're asking someone to sell their house to get the money to get Bro. for you, nigga. No. There's no I way I could have pulled this shit off, bro, because the way he was doing it, he was juggling so many people, bro. That's I don't know I how he was juggling, and he was keeping up. Every, he was answering everybody's phone calls. Like, how are you juggling all of these females at once and swindling all of them? where they were, too. 
That's yeah, lying to where they were with the other girl money. <laughs> the other girl's money. That was, bro, that I legit, I was, psh, nigga. That was I was more impressed, that I was more impressed I was with him impressed with than feeling yeah. sorry for them. For I sure. I was sure. I was rooting for him I didn't know how he was juggling everybody, bro. That was I, too this, much to juggle. I, I, and, and keeping track of names. That's the thing that would have gotten me. Because I would have called the wrong girl the wrong name. That's Max. I already know I would have been. I would have. I would have been good for about a month. And he was calling like, him honey. He was calling him honey and baby kept, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> just to keep that shit solid. Yeah. He ain't got to make no mistakes. It was good. That, yeah, man, he thought that he thought it through. I, I give he it to did. him. He thought it through. I, I. I and he's on social media now. I, I like. I meant to look at his Instagram just to check him out. <laughs> I forgot to look at him up. Look him up. But yeah, I, I looked him up. He he doesn't have an official account. He doesn't like okay. every every account that I see with his name is like only 47 followers, 33 followers. Like he doesn't have a official that's account. what makes it even worse. If 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 he was doing that and he only had 40 people following him and these women are giving him money. No, remember the one day when he was showing the women had 104,000. Remember that? Mm, oh, that's that right. They had 104,000. Right. Right. But but then again, this this, this was like Three four years ago, so yep. now like yeah, but I think he's still yeah. finessing them women because they oh, should, at the genius. end of the documentary yeah. it was like oh he he gonna be he good now I'm like nah he's still finessing nah, he, he's, he's banned he's banned off of all he's banned off of all dating apps I think do you he's think that's gonna keep him off yeah he's fine oh, no, he, he, he's still Trump, gonna do it I'm just, Trump yeah. is the same way that nigga has been trying to find out ways to get on Twitter he every every way every time he does they block him. So now he's going to make his own social media. Unless this nigga goes and makes his own dating app, which is very possible, he could actually do some shit like that. It just shocked me how naive a lot of these grown women were, bro. Like, how are you just this naive to stuff, bro? Like, that doesn't make sense. First off, how is your credit good enough to have nine credit cards open and you're able to get thousands to tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars on each card how much money were you making on your own to have that good of a credit line like that, this yeah. lady said she had nine credit cards open i was like how like how that your credit has woman he got five he got 500k from one woman the woman yeah. let me see in the actual documentary she got finessed for 250 but yeah. he finessed somebody for five hundred thousand dollars. yeah bro. that, that one woman crazy. said she had she gave up her savings for her yeah. apartment to give to him I swear to God, like Edgar <laughs> said, there, no black woman is giving up their no savings for where they're about no to move black. to a nigga I just met. Nah, bro, nah, that's crazy. Uh, but this is what I told. This is what I told Derek on Twitter though. I was like, he would have got way more time, bro, if he actually finessed a man, or if the situation was vice versa mm -hmm. and it was a woman finessing a man. She mm -hmm. she would have had more time, or the man would have had more time if he was finessing other men, bro. Ain't no way he would have got five months in jail if he was just finessing men like that, bro. That shows mm -hmm. you how much but, they care about women. It was like women were getting finessed like that. Oh, we don't. But bro, he he I had a case, bro. Like he <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. Like he technically didn't do anything wrong. He didn't yeah. force these women to do this. He didn't. 
He didn't physically do any of this. That's why these women to this day are still paying all of those fines because they knew. They even said in the documentary, I know as soon as I tell the police what happens, I'm still going to be the one in trouble because yeah. nobody forced you to do this at the end of the day. You mm -hmm. open these credit cards. Your name is the one on these accounts opening up cards in different names. That's all on you. You can show us the messages all you want. You can yeah. show us where he asked you all you want, mm -hmm. but you're the one who did it at the end of the day. His fingerprints are on none of this so yeah. that's why you get five months you get five months because you played a part in it i guess and maybe because like you're threatening people i think it's because so he had a fake passport kind of or some shit oh yeah and he had face pat a fake passport and he was wanted in like two countries he so that's really why you got the, the five months he he, he thought this through very well he did. I, I i i don't feel i don't feel bad for this woman i, I, I really don't, don't. I really I applaud him. I, I do too. I do too. Yeah, I do. No, yeah. I do too. It, very well done. I mean, it was evil. It was evil as hell. You shouldn't evil do that. To someone. But to think of something like that, nigga. That's that's bro what had the videos on deck, bro. This this man <laughs> thought it through before he even started this shit. He was like, yeah. I need a video of my enemies getting me and my men. I need somebody in an ambulance getting hit. He had his man I, Peter on deck getting hit in the ambulance. That's he was nothing. On the side, I was like, "Bro, how'd you get into the ambulance?" I want to know how that whole thing went down. He probably paid yeah. somebody. He's like, "Hey, give me the ambulance. I need this for that, a video." I want to know the backstory on all that. I yeah. I want to know who was all who is all actually in on all of this with him. Mm -hmm. Like, is Peter like in on this? People. The baby yeah, mom. The was mother. Was that even was that even your child? Was that that's even the mother question. of your? Yeah. Child? No, they said like, that at the end. That wasn't his kid. That wasn't his kid. Like that's what that? I'm saying. Like. I think they are said it wasn't good. Are you breaking all these people off? Because if you're breaking all these people off to act along with you on all of this, like, are you even getting money for real? Like, or make no, no, no. It was his kid, bro. It was his kid, but she was in on it because she knew what was going on. That's why she was telling the first girl all that good shit. She was mm -hmm. telling him how good the dude was as mm -hmm. a father and all this shit. And that's why the girl was like, "Oh, I can really see a future with this guy." So that I think that was his kid, and it was his uh, ex-wife or ex-baby mama or something like that. Once again, another situation where black women are not doing this. What black women yeah, you know is yeah. going on the the first date that you go. Well, not not the first date, but the first time you go out of the country the first with date. a dude, he brings <laughs> he brings his baby mama yeah. with the kid. What black woman is doing this? I, I just want to say, black women, I love y'all. I'm not calling any other race dumb, but I know what y'all ain't gonna do. Oh yeah, yeah. No, look, look. <laughs> I, I think I think I think a black woman would have gone up to the point of him paying for the vacation. Exactly. That's it. That's it. The yeah. very first time, the very first time that he asked, "Hey, I need to ask you a favor. Can you send me X amount?" Nigga, no. What? Like we just <laughs> met. No. No. <laughs> no, so you any money? No. Ain't you rich? Can't no. your daddy? His daddy is a billionaire. A billionaire. Why you asking no that? Money, nigga? Exactly. That's why I was think mad at the woman because none of them asked that question of why mm -hmm. didn't you ask your father for the money? Your father or your mother. Y'all y'all billionaires, ain't y'all? Why are you asking me, a broke person who just living my day-to-day -day life? Why are you asking me for cheese? Uh, <laughs> they, he, he, he always no good question. He always met their families. They never met his family. That was a crazy That's part. And your family rich as yeah. hell, bro. That the scheme was plotted. That shit was plotted. Bro. He did a great no, job with it. They were actually dumb as hell. The, the plan wasn't even that good. I, I got to be honest. The women were just dumb no. The plan, the plan was good. Bro. No, he thought the it plan through. was good. He thought it through because he thought it through. because you're able to. Now the women are dumb too, but 
to think it through, to be able to put it to where you're saying, uh, uh, I need you to do X, Y, Z, and actually like getting to these women to actually do it. That's thought that he thought that through. He thought every step of the way. I hats off to him. Why didn't he save any of that money though? Was it a, a situation where he had to spend it on the next female, or they would attract it in his bank account? Why didn't he save anything? It was like he spent all of that he money. Was he was cash, getting cash, wasn't he? He was just spending it. He was getting cash too. He probably didn't save it. He was getting cash. One, one, one of those women brought him cash because she said that she she had to bring uh, like two hundred fifty thousand in, in a suitcase. And she was afraid of what TSA was going to yeah, say. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But he spent it on the next girl spent on the on trip. The next girl. I, but that's what I'm saying. He spent all of the money. I don't think he saved anything. He spent that shit. He, he had to. He had to spend it. The he had one, to save it. Up, he had to keep up the image with all of these women. And yeah. then two, all you know, of these private jet calls. He was. He was spending money for. Sure. He was spending, uh, but he had to save because you see, at the end of it. Yeah. With, with the new girl he's got, he's on a private jet. He, he's in the Ferrari, Bugattis, all that he's shit. Finessing still. <laughs> Wait, he I'm, gotta be finessing somebody, bro. There's no way he didn't save anything. He can't. He can't think through the plan that well, and not and think to save, save up. Yeah. Like mm. you're as dumb as these women if you don't save up as well. Man. I'm sorry, and I hate calling women dumb. I hate calling anyone dumb, but that was dumb. Shit. That was dumb. <laughs> that was that was tough, bro. That was that was tough. All right, man. Let's move on to the Black History Month segment. Edgar, what do you have? I think we could all just give one. Derek, you got somebody that you want to recognize during Black History Month? I guess we can all give one this week. Hmm. I'm not going to go first. I need to think of someone. I'm about to say, right. I, I'll go first. Uh, so the person I got, who, which one I want to pick? All right, I'll pick this first. Uh, the person I have for Black History Month segment this week is Robert Abbott. Uh, he was born in 1870, uh, passed away in 1940. And it says, without Abbott's creative vision, many of black publications of today, such as Ebony, Essence, Black Enterprise, and Upscale, wouldn't exist. In 1905, Abbott founded the Chicago Defender Weekly newspaper, and the paper originally started as a four-page pamphlet. It increased in circulation with every edition, and Abbott and his newspaper played an integral part in encouraging African Americans to migrate from the South for a better economic opportunity. So that was Robert Abbott, 1870 to 1940. He changed the way uh, weekly newsletters were given. He yeah. provided opportunities in journalism. And he just, he used his platform to let people know, hey, migrate to the North, better opportunities like journalism. So shout out I to Robert him, Abbott. Yeah, I did him last year for uh, the 28 Days of Black History. I definitely remember him. Definitely shout mm -hmm. out to um, Robert Abbott. And uh, who I have for this week is Max Robinson. Robinson became the first black person to anchor the nightly network news in 1978. Robinson got his start in 1959 when he was hired to read the news at a station in Portsmouth, uh, Virginia. The station owner hired him as a news reader, but was told he couldn't show his face. When Robinson protested, he was fired. He moved to Washington to work as a reporter and later, later co-anchored the evening news, making him the first black anchor in a major U.S. city. ABC News took notice and named him one of three co-anchors on World News Tonight. He was one of the 44 founders of the National Association of Black Journalists, NABJ. Yes, so sir. So shout out to Max Robinson. Shout out NABJ, man. For yes, sure. Sir. Do they even have conference anymore? I haven't heard of an NABJ I, conference in a long time. 
I don't even know since since COVID, bro. I since COVID, it been, yeah, it's been yeah, it's been sketchy. Bro. Yeah, but I, I do want to get my membership back. I want to pay for my membership so I can go to whatever conferences they got because they have a, a chapter in Tampa that St. Pete and Clearwater and all that could be a part of. So yeah, they have one in South Florida too. That shit was lit. <laughs> that shit was lit. Definitely fed oh. a nigga well. <laughs> yeah, y'all got some good food down there too, bro. For real. Um, I don't have a backstory, but uh Alexander Miles uh then invented the automatic doors for the did him um, last week. Yep. Oh, he did mm-hmm. on the elevator, yeah. So yep. 1838, yes, 1918. So what's the he, uh, he created the automatic doors? The doors, yeah, yeah. Definitely shout out to Alexander Miles. And let's move on to entertainment and current events. First topic is, is Sha'Carri owed an apology? Eggert, dive into it. Uh, so we all know the situation of how Sha'Carri Richardson, uh, she was basically kicked out of the Olympics because smoking marijuana. She was dealing with the passing of her mother. People, A lot of people, especially the Olympic Committee, didn't want to hear any of that. You're using THC. THC is a banned substance for the Olympics, especially in Japan. So it was understandable. We're not saying the Olympics couldn't follow their rule book, but this recent situation with Camila Vallea, yeah, I think that's how you spell it on say her name, Vallea, 15-year-old Russian ice skater, she was taking heart medicine recently and was okay. She was cleared to go in her event, and it played a part in them winning a gold medal. So Mm. it's a lot of questions going around right now of like what is the standard of drug substance use when it comes to the olympics thc is known for not being a performance enhancing drug honestly it could definitely take your levels down if you really Mm. want to get honest but Mm. balea was taking heart medication granted you need your heart medication nobody's going to tell you you can't take that but it boosts your endurance and uh, Mm. blood circulation for your heart. So it actually is a performance-enhancing drug, but the whole story of it being heart medicine gave them the okay to just let her take it. So Sha'Carri came out on Twitter over the last day or two now, and she's been saying, it's really the color of my skin. They didn't want me and my image in the Olympics, but they let this white girl who's way younger than me, who has more of a career ahead of her than Sha'Carri does, they let her take it. They let her take her medicine, which is clearly performance-enhancing, and Mm -hmm. says nothing of it. So that was This This is my question, though. Was it okay by the Olympics that she could take this uh, this medication uh, for her health? Was it okay before then, or did they find out after the fact that she took the heart medication and that it boosted the endurance? I think that uh, plays that, a huge part. Was it okay? It, it, it plays a huge part, but, but um, I'm, I'm not sure if I can find it in this article right at the second, but I feel like whether you find out afterwards or beforehand, it's a performance-enhancing drug. Once it you is, find but out, it's heart medication. Though, like, I have to use that, though. But that that's not an easy cop-out, though, bro, because THC is if that's, If my health THC is relying on it, the Olympics have to go with the understandable, okay, that's for health reasons. But for what Shikari, health are we... it was health reasons, bro. What health are we shunning... Health, I'm about to say what health are we what health are we shunning and what health are we accepting? Physical health is more important than mental health. Like, is that what we're gonna say? Because that's that's the vibe that it's gonna give. Because that's the that's the one that you can actually see. I'm just going, but what the uh, Olympics are seeing? Yeah, they said that's a that's a medication that we see. She probably has a track record with it. Okay, I know she has a heart problem. She can take her heart medication. That's probably the excuse that she gave, and they got her. She got away with it. I I just feel like the Olympics didn't want the image of Shakari 
in the Olympics. Like, I feel like that's what it was. And, I, and I'm not saying that they don't want black racers or black athletes in the Olympics because black people win and stuff all the time in the Olympics, especially mm-hmm. track and field. But with the image Shakari has of the long nails, the quote unquote hood personality, the 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 flair, the charisma that she had, she wasn't the image of what they wanted in the Olympics. And I feel that played a huge part. Granted, she broke the rules at the end of the day. You ain't supposed to smoke TAC, you ain't supposed to smoke it. Plain and simple. So I'm not saying she shouldn't have gotten punished, but the standard was not kept the same for this Vallea girl, who this Russian skater. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to be like that all across the board. Mental health, physical health, it doesn't matter. Health is health at the end of the day, especially when you're dealing with the loss of a parent and you're you're getting that news from the reporter. It's not even mm-hmm. a situation where you have time to process it, which is even more mentally taxing. So I feel both both athletes have a, a say in why they had to deal with they um did, but it, it's just a situation where you have to be even across the board. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They both have a case to 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 be okay, but it was it definitely wasn't applied evenly. I mean, we we know why, but I mean, <laughs> we know why. We know why. This this, know this why, bro. nothing else to say. <laughs> Man, uh, moving on. We got the baby with the beat down. Uh, <laughs> we see we see that Hilarious. man the baby beat up on somebody brother or some shit like Dan, that. Danny know. Lay's brother. Yeah, you can take it away. That was perfect. man. All I all I want to say is <laughs> we have to stop. Social media has to stop acting like we all when it comes to black people, we all did not grow up practically the same way. We're yeah. used to seeing people get jumped and we're used to, when people say on site, people need to stop acting like we don't remember what on site means. No. Mm-hmm. When somebody is poking their chest out, granted, if he's disrespecting your sister, as a as a big brother, little brother, whatever, you stand up for your sister. But you don't go up to a man who is known for knocking people out and known for hanging out with multiple people <laughs> who also knock people out you're going by yourself, and you were the one who said you wanted to fight, and you said it was on site. So when you mm-hmm. go in front of them, then that's when you try to have a conversation, and you're trying to talk to me man-to-man. It wasn't man-to-man when you were on Instagram, and it's not going to be that way now. And it's a situation where I'm like, hey, I, I don't feel sorry for dude. I don't. Yeah, you got jumped. It happens. You shouldn't have went by yourself. Yeah, but you also shouldn't say on site. Yeah, like, that, Those are fighting that. words. Those those are fighting words. So it, it, it he got... Basically, and this might not be how you know the law is gonna look at it, but the baby was defending himself. Is he getting charged for this? I don't know. He, don't he know. came out and said it was self defense. It's self defense. Uh, a reporter, yeah, a reporter asked me, he was like, "Hey, it's self defense." That's self defense. So if you're gonna say that, he's just like, "Hey, I'm just reacting to what you're saying." <laughs> granted, <laughs> granted, like you said, Edgar, because I guarantee if someone treated my sister the way that he treated his. Oh, it is on site. I'm just not going to tell you. Facts. Facts. Why would... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> if, if I do think it's on site, it's definitely not in front of his men. Well, he's exactly. at a bowling alley where all of these niggas can jump on me. I'm getting my one-on-one, no. sir. I'm, I'm not, not like, letting you and your men jump me. I'm not <laughs> giving not you a heads lie. up. I'm not giving you yeah. a heads up. The heads up is when you get with my sister. Okay. And he should have been... We have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He should have been the one to throw the first punch, bro. Ain't no way you run up on a nigga and you ain't going to throw the first punch. You let him hit. 
you first? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. why you had the disadvantage. Because yeah. you could have said, you could have hit him first and said, and you couldn't have got any more licks in, but you could have said, yeah. I got my head off. I got what yeah. I needed to get. Yeah. And you would have been tough, my nigga. You yeah. would have been straight. But yeah. you didn't get no hits off because you waited for him to hit you. You wanted to talk shit first before getting your head off. And that's why he really fucked up. And now it looks like he got jumped when really the baby snuffed his ass right oh, off the bat. And then all of his men just jumped in after. He didn't yeah. get jumped. He just was too slow with the but, hit. Because these are these yeah. are paid security at the same time. Their mm -hmm. checks are clear. The baby paid them, so they're beating yeah. up whoever they want at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the baby snuffed him anyway, so it's like the baby already hit your ass. You're already on the ground anyway by the time security got on you. They just mm -hmm. whacking you to whack you at this point. So yeah. it was like, bro, you didn't get any licks off. You ran up on him for what? So To do nothing? Was, to talk was, shit? Yeah, it wasn't beneficial in any way, shape, or form. And then... And then he drops a freestyle the next day, which is possibly freestyle of the year right now. I know the year just yeah. started, but he got he got oh, titled yeah. for freestyle of the year at the moment. So over, you get over, jazz beat and over he dropped fire lyrics the next day. Over um, Corday. I would say over Corday right now, just because that, that pushing P beat, bro. Mm. That shit's hard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that shit's seen... hard. And the fact that he did it with no breathing and the cadence switched at the same time, I was like, Yeah, this yeah. shit wild. I think we'll get a Corday Cole album before we get a Cole Kendrick album. That shit. We gonna get a song. I think I we gonna get a Cole. song on this. I think we gonna get a song say. on this uh, Kendrick project. I think we gonna I don't, get a song. I don't think Cole Especially when he's been going on this anybody. feature tour. I think I he was with YG. So. He was with uh, Benny the Butcher. Benny. Yeah, yeah, Benny the Butcher. Butcher. Yeah. 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 I, think we'll, I think we'll see him on Kendrick's album. That man sure. ain't doing an album with anybody. <laughs> nah. <laughs> he gonna do some well, yeah, I can't see an album. That was some 2014 shit, bro. Yeah, that album dream, that shit out the window, bro. That nah, album dream out the window. It'd be nice. It'd be nice, but who knows? Both of them niggas, I feel like I have the time. Like, them niggas, I mean, Kendrick has the time. But Cole been doing all these features, I don't know. But I feel like if they mm -hmm. both can free up schedule time to actually get this shit done, but I don't, I don't think, think they will. Yeah, I don't yeah, they're, they're not, not that busy. busy. Neither one of these niggas are that busy. I, I, think, I think they're in different place artistically. Yeah. I think that's I think yep. that's the problem. They're just in a different place artistically. I think if they if they're in that same space, if Cole worked with with uh, uh, YG, uh, Davies, Benny the Butcher, he can work with with Kendrick. It's not a mm -hmm. problem. It's just I think artistically they might be in different spaces. When you're in different spaces artistically, you're not going to be able to come together and do a project. I don't care what. But you're I think. About. I think Kendrick could push Cole to something that we've never seen before. And it's something that I wasn't expecting was that Cole verse on Benny the Butcher. It was like, I don't know. I didn't know if Cole can keep up with somebody like Benny. I'm a big Benny fan. So I'm like, damn, can he really be with the Coke rap shit? But when he got on a song with Benny and he had the better verse, I was like, whoa. I don't listen he, to I think, that I, at all. I was like, I was like, I was like, Benny, I was like, Benny the Butcher, I think, pushed Cole to get to that level. But I think if you get with somebody like a Kendrick, Kendrick pushes Cole to something that we've never seen before, bro. I don't think they they probably done one song together, but it was like early, early. But I think mm -hmm. we will see a continued evolution with Cole if he was to get on a Kendrick progress today uh, project today, bro. I think that would be his final form if he was to get on a Kendrick project. I think we're seeing him going into his final form. Yep. I think, I, think we're, I think we're seeing that because if you if you look at his music over the last three years, he started doing this thing where he's gotten more um, braggadocious in his in his music, yeah. especially with off season. There were plenty of tracks where he's just like going off, 
and he's just applying telling you, pressure. Applying pressure, yeah. He's he's telling you, like, y'all think I don't have this. I do. I just don't care. Like, I think as an artist, he just wants to put out what he feels. But when you're pushing and saying, yo, like, you ain't one of the top, you ain't one of the best, and the niggas proving time and time again he can do it, and people still doubt him, all right, fine, let me put this out and show you. I think that's. I think mm-hmm. he's in a prove it season right now. Yeah. So I think I think we could see a, a, a Kendrick. And that's what I'm saying because a lot of people say, yeah, Cole is good, but damn, Kendrick still the greatest though. So if you was to put both of them on a the track, I think both of them gonna go crazy. I think it's gonna be, be something where it's like Cole turns in his uh his his uh his verse and Kendrick gonna be like, oh, let me redo my shit. I gotta redo my shit. It's a little <laughs> too fly. I think it's gonna be some shit like that. They they want to one up each other, so yeah, that shit would be fire, bro. That would be beautiful. That and that, be that's fire. usually when the best tracks happen, bro. Like mm-hmm. I um I remember when I was uh I was watching the '85 South episode when Buster Rhymes was on there. Yeah, and Buster mm-hmm. Rhymes was talking about situations where he he's been in a room with certain artists and he's like. Or I gotta rewrite my whole verse, yeah. you know. And <laughs> yeah. oh, bro, I love when artists do that. Bro, Nikki say it all the time. Like the songs that she used to do with Wayne and Drake, she used to be like, "Hold on, I got, I gotta rewrite my shit." Wayne, Wayne will say, best "Nikki stuff too." I gotta exactly. re- freestyle. I gotta re- freestyle my shit <laughs> for real. Yeah, yeah, that shit crazy. Oh, yeah. bro. I love that. That shit yeah. is. All right, man, moving on to the Super Bowl once again. Let's talk about the halftime. Was that the best Super Bowl halftime ever? And it had some good competition. We're talking about Michael Jackson. We got Beyonce by herself. We got Beyonce with Bruno Mars. We got Bruno Mars by himself. But now we had this one where Dr. Dre uh, brought out all the stops. Don't forget Prince. Oh, we got the Prince one too. But he brought out Eminem. He brought out Mary J. He brought out Snoop. He brought out 50 Cent. And uh, am I missing somebody? I think I got everyone's no, name. I think you got everyone. Okay, but do you guys think that is this this was the best Super Bowl halftime ever? It's top three. It's top three for sure. I I, I think it's hard to it's hard to, to say because I loved the ones you named. I love those for different reasons. Michael mm. Jackson just stood there and everybody was he stood there. Nobody can yeah. touch that impact. <laughs> yeah, I will say though, I don't know how you can go back to like a Bruce Springsteen type of yeah, you can't, you, you can't. can't do that. I, you can't. What, what we've seen with this is that, and even with the uh Beyonce Bruno Mars one, like when you have an artist that is culturally relevant, it, it sets a different mood to the Super Bowl in as a whole. I think there was a different vibe that 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 game gave just with that halftime, and I don't want to see I don't want to see any artist that isn't culturally but do you relevant. Feel like, do you feel like this also depending on location? Like it was Tampa last year. This mm-hmm. time it was L.A. Two Tampa is a location where it could be 50-50. You could get a popular white artist, could get a popular black artist mm-hmm. of L.A. You know, West Coast rap is taking over that halftime show. Mm-hmm. This upcoming um, NFL season, the Super Bowl will be in Arizona for 2023. Mm-hmm. We don't have any rappers or no. that many black cultural artists from Arizona. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got a, a Bruce Springsteen or 
or yeah. a Maroon Five, and I, I love Maroon Please Five. Don't. You know, like pe- people like that. that. Like, Please I, don't. I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we seen people like that though, because it's, it's Arizona. Like, that's one of the least. Yeah. Jay Z heading up that division, though. I would think it will be more culturally relevant with Jay Z heading up that position now. But I don't think we're gonna get. Wasn't he in charge when they were in Atlanta? Or was was no, that the year before? Think, was that the year prior? No, it was like prior? 2019. It was 2019. Yeah, okay. I think when he got in. Because Atlanta messed up big time. They they, they dropped the ball. Who did they have? I don't even remember. But they didn't have. They didn't have. Man, if, legends. if you don't have, you don't Gucci, have Outkast. Like, Outkast, like you gotta have it. But then again, we're talking about very ignorant people. Like I don't know if I want Gucci on a on a halftime show. Yeah, throw him that bag, he'll tone it. But down. he'll tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you had Snoop, you had Snoop on there, bro. Bro, like, Snoop, yeah, Snoop. Up C's. he was still banging up there. He right? was, that's he true. was, but but he did it. In, he did it in a way that was. That they was actually no, they moved away. They moved the camera away from him. They moved the camera away from him. He was nine times. Nine times. Time. They, they showed the yeah, minions. Yeah, he'll be doing some shit walking. and then they'll change the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they showed the minions crib walking. They didn't show the big yeah. crib, crib yeah. walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. I, I think Snoop I think did his thing. I think moving forward, I don't care. To me, it doesn't have to be that the the, the the artist is from that location. Yeah. Just no. get someone that that is culturally relevant. That's and true. I think going like bringing those guys in the way they did. Shoot, I'm fine with. I asked this before, like if they just did like Beyonce or Bruno Mars for the halftime show, like a couple times, bring them in a couple times. If there's artists that aren't from that area, bring someone in like and that, I, or I don't bring. Think they have to be from that area, but it's just like like Vegas after yeah. Arizona 2024. Vegas is the next Super Bowl location. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's any rappers from Nevada or Vegas, but Vegas is a hot spot for yeah. entertainment. That's a location you could really get anybody at that point. Black, mm-hmm. white, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. It's Vegas. Yeah. It's going to be party central before and after the game. But if you're in Indianapolis or somewhere like that, pull people from surrounding areas that you surrounding know. Like, areas, yeah. Yeah, that Indianapolis ain't far from Memphis. You can get mm-hmm. Memphis rappers to go right up to Indianapolis. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So, yeah. I will, will say be better. We can't go be. backwards, though. We can't. We, <laughs> we can't. can't go backwards, though, bro. After seeing this one, bro, it's yeah. like, all right, bro, enough is enough. We can't settle for less when it comes to this. For sure. But I will but say like, with, with this Billie, one. Billie Eilish is culturally relevant. She'd be True. on top of the chart. She is. I wouldn't have if it was a Billie Eilish. Are we she doing is. a Billie Eilish concert? So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because wasn't Lady Gaga at one time? Lady Gaga, was, I think, was she Super Bowl one time? I don't. She know. was. I couldn't be. I couldn't be ago. mad at Lady Gaga because at that. Oh time, yeah, yeah, it's Gaga. She it's was Gaga. coaching her. Katy Perry. Oh, I think was. She did a good. She did a nice stunt yeah. that the other year yeah. too. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Gaga like, yeah. always give performances. Yeah. Her performance. So if they culturally black. relevant, it's cool whether they white or yeah. black. As long as they culturally relevant it's at relevant. that time, it's cool, bro. Yeah. But don't bring in Bruce Springsteen when he hasn't been. Yeah, come no. on, bro. No. Come on, bro. We gotta we gotta tighten up. I will say though that this one reminded like made me think of like Nipsey's potential. Cause when I was when I was looking at Snoop, I was like, man, like just think had 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 Nipsey stayed around, like how far he would have gone to eventually perform at the at the halftime show. I thought, yeah. I, you know, that, Nigga, that look, this is the thing about Nip, though, bro. This is the thing about Nip, and I think a lot of people jumped on him when he died. Mm-hmm. I don't think people, even if Nip was still alive today, I don't think he would have been given the credit that he deserves to get to the point of a Super Bowl. I think he would have been an under, not an underground, but a known LA rapper. 
Yeah, I not think it would have been known like like Dom Kennedy. Dom Kennedy is a known LA rapper, but I don't mm -hmm. think Dom Kennedy will ever get to the point where you see him at the Super Bowl. Same thing mm -hmm. with Nipsey. I think you would be known in that area and even known nationwide, but I don't think he can never be at the 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 Super Bowl level. I I I have to disagree because the 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 shift that he was um he was making right before Victor, a victory lap came out. I knew, see, I knew of Nip just based off of interviews. I wasn't paying to music at all. Yeah. I, I knew him as an activist. I knew yeah. him as an activist. So. I paid attention to, to his music when Victory Lap came out. And then mm -hmm. that whole year, I was bumping the, the album, and then that's when he passed. Um, I think had he kept on that trajectory, which he looked, he showed that he was, I think 10, 15, 20 years down the road, we could have seen something like that for him. That's that's what I'm saying. I, I don't I don't think it would have been like now because again, like you said, he wouldn't have been as culturally. Huge. He wasn't getting any flowers, even when Victory yeah. Lap dropped. He wasn't getting flowers. I, I ain't gonna lie, though, bro. He, he, he died, not, bro. He, he, he had two. He had two to three hits. Come on, bro. Rex in the, Rex he, in the he middle had, with Roddy Rich. I'm not saying he didn't have hits. Banger. I'm not saying he didn't have hits, but I'm saying he didn't pop off until after he died. Because, like you said, oh, he oh, yeah, yeah. went for yeah. interviews, and he was more so LA known, bro. But, he but we're saying shopping shit like that. We're saying with with the hype that Victory Lap had and the fact that he did have like two to three hits for real, that was yeah. 2019, 2020. Mm -hmm. 2022, he probably would have been a, a small guest appearance yeah. on this West Coast, especially how he under Snoop wing and everybody say he talk and sound just like Snoop and him and Snoop was like that for real. Like we probably could have seen Nipsey for I real. Think for real. I think so, we could have. I don't think he would have bumped any of the guys up there, but he would have. I'm not sure he would have yeah, I don't think he would have made it. No, I don't know if he would have made this Super Bowl show, halftime show. But he he had potential to be on. He had it, that potential. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the game from LA, no game from LA. Yeah, Cube um, from LA too. I thought Cube was going to be too. on this one. That's I, I yeah, me was. too. When I saw him on the promo for for it uh, when they first announced nah, it. No, nah, no, he was never on the promo. He was never on the promo. I, I thought it, I thought of Cube when I seen Dre and Snoop and all. I was like, would have made sense. Wet West Coast, and you ain't got Cube up there. That Man, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe he declined it. Maybe he declined it. I don't know. So possibly, possibly, maybe. possibly. Yeah. All right, and moving on, we got Snoop Dogg owns Death Records now. We talked about this a couple yeah. of weeks ago, saying what was going to be the future of uh Death Row Records after Suge Knight. What's going to be the legacy of it? What do you guys think Death Row will become with Snoop Dogg being the owner? <sighs> Sky's the limit, man. I mean, West Coast going to get a way bigger light than what it has over the past few years. People like Dom Kennedy and, and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they'll probably get a bigger light now that Snoop running things, you know, and it's not it's not a bully management type situation. Like you ain't going to have police shooting craps in the back and all that. Like, <laughs> niggas, getting, niggas, niggas getting invested, uh, infected with uh, HIV in the back. Yeah, niggas ain't going to be a legit business. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a legit business. Yes, yes yeah. I, th I think he'll, I think you, you're right. He will shine a bigger light on those artists. And I I think this is beautiful. This is a great move. That's a, that's, that's a complete turnaround. Mm. I, I, that's, that's a great move. And with him running things, with how he's into everything, I mean, you can see you see him on pretty much anything. He'll 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 do an ad for he'll do all, anything <laughs> as, long as, as long as they're paying him well. He will yeah, do it. And I think anything. with that um that ability to that adaptability that he has, 
I think it's going to work very well for this record company. And I think it's going to work very well for the artists that come up because we're not, we're seeing artists that are more so going the independent route. And I mm -hmm. think that if there is the ability to own your music with signing with death row, I think, I think we'll see a lot of independent artists look to make that move. At least on the West and Coast. a lot of local people can get put on with these advertisers, yeah, like you exactly, said, get some more bro. money in their pocket. Yeah. And I think that's another reason. And who wouldn't want to be mentored by Snoop, bro? Really, I think that's going to be a lot. He's going to that's going to be the attraction for a lot of people. Like, now I get to work with Snoop Dogg, and Snoop always giving game, bro. He's not yes. somebody who's just gonna try to hold the game to himself. He's gonna drop gems, no matter what he's doing. You want to be mentored by him. I know yeah. it's gonna be a good environment with him doing uh doing this thing over there, nothing but weed smoking the air. So I already know shit's gonna be cool with that, bro. Yes. Cause he even said it on the Breakfast Club, bro. He was like, "Just imagine, like years ago, if I did have Death Row, what if I signed YG? What if I signed Todd Dollar Sign? Like it would have, mm -hmm. it would have been crazy, bro. Like if Snoop was mm -hmm. able to sign people like that. But hindsight is always twenty twenty, you know. But hey, he he still got the future of Snoop at the point where he got enough money. He don't need the still, you know, masters away from people. He can mm -hmm. let every artist have their masters when they sign, you know. So yeah, that be interesting. Yep. And let's move on to the Nope trailer reaction. So this is Jordan Peele's latest film that will be coming out in July, I think. I think it's coming out in July 22nd. July 22nd. Yeah. What's on the pick, bro? I got five on it for um for you or for us, us or whatever yeah. the movie was called. And then you got uh Say My Name for Candyman. Now you got this Yeah song when the movie is clearly called Nope. He always knows what to do, bro. He always knows what to do. This is one thing I love about the, the film. It's Kiki Palmer. I, I love that she's moving back into the acting space now. She's somebody that I used to love from True Jackson VP back in the day. And after that, I really didn't see her on any more TV until now. I see that she is on the, she's in Nope trailer, and she's in that new movie, Alice, about the, the slave in the 1970s running away. So I'm like, I love how she's getting back into the movie space. I always thought that she was a great actress. So I think that she's going to get her flowers in these upcoming films. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I Anything uh, that's attached to Jordan Peele, I'm already sold on it. I don't I make money. It doesn't have to, you don't have to even like try to sum in the premise or anything like that. Just is Jordan Peele. Let me know when it comes out. That's it. <laughs> That's I don't it. even know what that shit is about, but I was like, all right. It, yeah, it's yeah. really all over everybody. the place. It, yeah, it's yeah, it really is. all over the place. Yeah, so I, I, I have shit is about. no idea. I don't know yeah. if it's about aliens. I don't know if it's about conspiracy theories or whatever. I, I feel like that's what it might be. Some real conspiracy theory type movie where there's multiple things that society talks about going on. Like it, it could be something like that. Interesting. And let's move on to the real trailer. Multiverse of Madness. Well, what, oh, you why, said, I'm more whoa, excited. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. You said real yes. trailer yes. like that. I said that gonna... shit right. Whoa. I said that shit whoa. right. I said that shit nope right. Isn't, I said nope that isn't shit category right. for movie of the year. I said that Both shit of these right. movies. Huh? No, no, no. Both no, these no, movies no. are going to be up there for movie of the year. And this movie will be better. I'm not going to argue really that. Two different genres. We're not going to slight no. We're not gonna yeah. we, we rate we rate movies all the time. We rate movies all the time. Yeah, so I'm saying this, I, I think this movie will be a ten higher than that movie probably will be a ten or whatever. This movie is a ten. Matter. I'm already putting it as a ten anyway. It don't it don't matter what genre the movie is to me because Avengers, yeah. Knives Out, all came out in the same year and they were all candidates for movie of the year. 
all completely different genres of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can definitely write which one is better. Better no, film. No, no, I'm, I'm saying like it's, it's to me, it's it's kind of there's certain movies that you can tell definitely will be movie of the year, but I think some uh, your this one multi multiverse uh, of madness. I think you can say is likely going to be one, right? But to autumn, I don't think you could automatically discount Nope as being in that conversation. I don't think you can. Mm, us us you. was like you can't discount Nope, bro. Nope is uh, especially especially y'all that doing we, it. Y'all we don't know what. We don't know what's gonna happen. But that's the problem. We don't know what's gonna happen. Is it the problem? I don't even watch trailers. I don't watch trailers. I don't. don't Is that a problem? Is that a problem that we don't know what's going on, bro? No, No, because it's gonna be that. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna fall in love with Jordan Peele? How we fell in love with Christopher Nolan? And this is a serious question. Jordan Peele is a great is a great director. But this is the thing with uh, with Christopher Nolan. This is why I say this. He can throw you some confusing ass shit. And niggas can be like, oh, damn, I got that. I understood that. And niggas think his movie's next level. And then you get a movie like Tenet that comes out. Tenet made no fucking sense. I don't give a damn who explains that movie to me. That movie made no fucking sense. <laughs> but he threw you, he threw you some bullshit. Though. Yeah, he threw you some bullshit. And niggas said, oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get to that point with Jordan Peele where he throws us some bullshit, bro? And we just like, oh, he great because he black, da, 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 da. Are we nah. going to get to that point? No, 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 no. Because I think, I think when you when you have a storyteller that is as detailed as Jordan Peele is, it's very hard to to have a movie that comes out and it's like, eh, that that was eh. Tenet. I didn't. It was good action, but to be completely honest, like you, I didn't understand it as to what was actually going on. Now, Inception, I understood that. That's from what I'm the saying. Beginning. Yeah. I understand mm-hmm. that from the beginning. I don't think we'll have that with with Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele uh, uh, takes his time with his movies. Christopher Nolan does too, mm-hmm. but there was a point in time where Christopher Nolan was my favorite director. He no longer is, mm-hmm. but it's because I like I feel like he puts more emphasis on the cinematography uh, or the action than he does the story, and that's where Jordan Peele puts a lot of emphasis on is a story now the other stuff mm. he 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 pays attention to in terms of the cinematography he pays attention to the action sequences or whatever but the story is the meat of what you're getting and he does not slip on the story aspect and be as long as someone does not uh, uh, uh is not cheap on the story the film is going to be phenomenal i don't care okay. what you're talking about because even okay. if there's no clear definition of what the plot of the movie is he's gonna leave it open for you for you to not have a wrong answer is that always us. is that always a good thing though bro yeah i think we started to fall in love if, with that is he doing that too much if no. we understand the movie yes if you can understand the movie and have several different theories about it that's great now if you can't understand the movie and you're just pulling theories out then that's a problem but mm-hmm. us you can ask five different people what us was about all different theories will make sense mm-hmm. and you can still be okay with the fact that you have your own theory on what the movie meant. There was, it was about cloning. It was about religion. It was about uh, white people with tunnels and this, that, and the third and with science experiments and all that. It was so much shit that you could have pulled as the main theory of that movie. That's why I say this movie, nope, it might just be a bunch of conspiracy theories that all tie in together for one big plot, which is why I think he's not going to give us a big trailer where he 
reveals what the monster or what or what actually is happening. He's leaving it up in the air. I, and I, I really think that's his bag because I don't think his bag is um what you call it? The first movie he did of you know what you call it? Get out. Get out was the only movie he's done so far where it's like, yeah, we know what this is gonna be about, like clearly. Mm-hmm. Everything else he's about to do or is doing, we he's leaving it up in the air. It's not always about race anymore. It's not always about this. You really don't know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, man. Be careful, bro. Y'all niggas falling into that Chris Vanola. Because think about it, Chris Vanola's gave us some heat, bro, for years. Dark Knight, Prestige, my nigga, Memento. He gave us fire for years, but then at the back end, he gave us Interstellar. Nigga gave us uh Tenet. It was like, okay. Okay, we fell in love with you. We still love your work, but it's like, okay, you throwing us some bullshit. I just don't want us to fall too deep where we can't actually see the work for the work anymore. Shoot, I mean, even with the dark, the 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 Dark Knight trilogy, look back on that. It is. I don't like the last one. I like the last one. I like I like the I like two and three more than I liked one, I think. I love yeah, the, the first one. I the love first one. one was mid. First yeah, one. and to be completely one. honest... Scare- that Batman- the Scarecrow? That shit was fire. That shit was fire. I, I, I didn't like the one with Bane. I didn't like the one with Bane. Are you joking? That was fire. No, I thought that was clearly the best one. Two and three were the best. Two is the best. I got two, one, three. It's two, three, one. Batman was getting his ass beat the whole movie. How are we going to say that shit was the best? when That was Bane's movie, bro. That was Bane. Just like Dark Knight. Is, was, is that a bad thing? Is that a bad? Not bad. It wasn't Joker, was Joker. Joker was Joker wasn't beating Batman ass the whole time. Well, you was just like he was mentally beating. He was mentally. He was mentally ripping Batman apart. Yes, that was Bane's movie, bro. That was Joker. That was Bane's movie. The second that one was Joker's, Joker's movie, movie, bro. If you say it so, wasn't, I, he had I he had, he had a hell of a he played a hell of a part, bro. He played a hell of a part. Do but I wasn't saying that no, was Joker's he movie. Sent, he sent Batman into hiding. He's the reason Batman hid for eight years. Yeah. Like he tore the city apart and didn't even have to physically do anything to anybody. And that movie was movie. only as good as it was because of Joker. Take Joker out of that. It's not as good. I mean, Put the penguin in there. That movie ain't swinging as hard. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Croc. I don't care who you get. <laughs> it ain't it. Mr. Freeze. It ain't it. Ain't Mr. Freeze right. better not come back to live action ever again. Man. I do not want to see that nigga <laughs> ever again. George awesome. Clooney did it. I'm glad that was George Clooney's Batman. Get that nigga out hey, of Mr. <laughs> Mr. Freeze is basically Jack Frost. <laughs> For being honest. You did it. But that movie was so terrible, dog. That Christmas terrible, movie man. ass nigga. <laughs> How do y'all feel about Val Kilmer Batman? Y'all fuck with Val Kilmer Batman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think his Bruce Wayne is trash. Mm-hmm. To me, his Batman is really good. That's probably what it is. I yeah. hated Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is no, no, Ben Affleck he's, was he's best just of both no. worlds. He was best of both worlds. No, no, no I hated I hated Ben Affleck. He was no, best of both worlds. Christian Bale no, was best of both worlds. I think Christian Bale, no. Christian Bale, Bale was, Christian Bale Bale was like a playboy. He, he was like best of both worlds. Christian, bro. you know why Christian Bale wasn't two why? reasons for his Batman the voice and the and the head not being able to turn. You can't as a as like you're doing this the entire time you're fighting. He had the sonogram. He had the sonogram. He good. He good. He had the sonogram. I don't care about that, man. I, look, Ben Affleck's Batman. I said, wait, time out. That wasn't a sonogram. Sonograms are for bellies. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying though. But, <laughs> that was that Jarvis. That was Jarvis software. Yeah, but uh, 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 Ben Affleck's Batman is the only Batman that was able to turn his head, 
and that's the most realistic one. Don't tell me that's why you're giving it to him because he can tell me that's why. But listen, that is hey, a, this that is a was fire, you know but he no, just heard his head. You know why? You know, you know why? Look at the look at the fighting sequences though. Look at the fight sequences that he had. Now the I fight, will yeah, give you yeah, that. Yeah. But that that was a lot of CGI, bro. That was a lot of CGI. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. That does matter. That does. Yeah, CGI was cake. It's not with, he was with the, uh, with, with the actually, grappler and everything. It was so much have, CGI with Ben Affleck and Batman, bro. In a lot of these movies, bro. Look That's at look true, at but, look at look mm. at um look at George Clooney's version. If you look at the background when they talk about when they, uh, when they sh- you don't want to, but they took a shot of Gotham <laughs> City as a cartoon. <laughs> that was green screen. It was green screen. What am Messed Batman up. Gave him nipples and everything. It didn't work. So no, Ben Affleck's was the was the truest to 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 comic book and to the the, the cartoon that I remember as a kid. The but that nigga was trash, though, man. In what way? In what way? I don't. I just didn't like that nigga, dog. He didn't he was sell too, Bruce Wayne to me. Yeah, he, he was too. He was too. Wayne. He was too physical. He was I feel like he was too physical as a Batman because Batman usually has a code of. He usually has a code of you can't kill anybody. I feel like that nigga Bruce Ben Affleck was killing niggas, bro. That nigga no, had no, that, didn't, that, shit. that didn't even bother niggas. me. It didn't bother me. Niggas, his bro. Bro. I didn't Ooh. like his Bruce Wayne, bro. I didn't like his Bruce Wayne, bro. You got to be a playboy if you're gonna be Bruce Wayne, bro. Bro, he was an older Bruce Wayne, right? That's why. That's why I don't count that against him too much. You but, can be an old playboy. It happens. It can. It can. But if you look, he was also grieving uh, Robin's death in that version. So that I think that a lot of that stuff kind of played into that. But Are we really grieving Robin? Like, no. He could been dead for yeah. all these movies. <laughs> no, he lost. He was the reason why. He, if you're if you're the reason why someone died, that's never going to leave you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? True. So, but, but um, uh, what was that? George Clooney's version, Val Kilmer's version. They all killed someone. You just didn't see it the same way. There was um there was one one scene in um I think I believe it was George Clooney's version where he's in the Batmobile. He actually he puts his shield around the the the, the Batmobile and drops out bombs from his tires and the whole place blows up. Do you think any one of them niggas survived that? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so Batman has killed in past movies. They just didn't show it. Ben Affleck was the only one that really showed it. Mm. So, and we about to see this Batman gonna be killing too. This Robert Pattinson gonna be killing too. This nigga, but he not called Batman though. He called Vengeance. So we already knew what this nigga what time this shit was. I didn't know that. We already knew what time this shit was. Do y'all watch? Do y'all watch Titans on HBO Max? I no. need to start. I need to start. Bro, Titans. I fuck with Titans heavy, bro. I fuck it's with good. Titans. It's like I've, a I've always wanted the. I've always wanted the live action Teen Titans, and they gave it to me, and I haven't watched it. So yes, bro. <laughs> they give you Nightwing in that bitch. They bring back somebody. So many people. Uh, damn, what's my nigga name? He the red, the black Beast boy. Uh, red, oh, red no. hood. Oh, red you're hood talking about? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has the sword, bro. Damn, Slater. I think his real name is Slater. Oh, you're talking, I know about, you're talking about um, death, death blade, or death something. Death stroke, death stroke, death stroke, death stroke. They got death stroke in that show, bro. They got some some fire yeah, ass yeah, yeah. villains in there, bro. So definitely yeah. recommend that that uh, DC Titans. And uh, let's move on to the multiverse of madness trailer. Fire! Boy, ain't no way y'all seen that trailer and was like, that's gonna be better. Or nope, gonna be better than that. I was too saying, much shit. Gonna be too much. There. Too much shit happened in that trailer alone. That's true. Patrick, 
Patrick Stewart was in that fucking trailer, my nigga. The OG that's Professor X was in that trailer. That's come true, on, bro. That's gonna be that's gonna be the best movie of the year. I don't give a damn what else come out. No, I, I I never doubted that. It's just you made it sound like <laughs> nope wasn't them going to even be a competition. I was like, like no, I said I just said I said the real movie because I was like that movie gonna be better. Understand, but but saying that that's the real movie, as if Nope is not up that's, there. That's, <laughs> bro, that's so nope, nope is gonna be bro. up there. Let me let me read. Let me restate. <laughs> nope is gonna be up there, but this will be the movie above it. Most likely, I, I I'll take. That. I have no yeah. problem. With I can, I can I, see that. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. And did you, did y'all see the one with um? I don't know if it was on that trailer or not. Uh, Monica Rambo. I think somebody took a screenshot yes, of Monica Rambo being yeah. in it. Yeah. 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 I don't like how I keep her mama because she had like short hair or some shit. So did she cut her hair like Maria Rambo? Or was that Monica Rambo? It could I, I couldn't tell about she's the, hair. The, she's the photon instead of Carol Danvers. She's the Captain Marvel instead of uh, Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. That could be because this looks like what if brought to life. You see yeah. a lot of the the mm-hmm. what if um the ink the that was coming off of the city, that. the monster. We got the mm-hmm. the zombie Wanda. That was a lot of what happened in what if, and I love how movies can come together like that and give you that show payoff so i feel like i actually earned something by watching the what if show. it wasn't for yeah. a waste of time like okay yeah. this shit finna actually all this shit finna be in the new multiverse of madness and edgar you yeah. brought up this point before of we say that so many people are going to be in the, the certain movies you said the same thing about spider-man we was like this person gonna be in it this gonna be person gonna be in it i really think this movie is gonna have hella niggas in it where it's just like yeah, he gonna be in it. He gonna be in it, and it's gonna come true mm-hmm. when all mm-hmm. of these niggas actually come in because they're going through the multiverse. Yeah, when you're going through the multiverse, anything's there. Anything's possible. I, yeah. I'm really wondering what we're gonna get when it comes to where Spider-Man left off because this, this movie is picking up. Oh yeah, I believe sure. right from the end of with Spider-Man because you see Wong talking to him saying like you you opened the door to all these different universes and he's like I did what I had to do blah 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 so this mm-hmm. is picking up right from where he had to make Peter forget everybody and this is why I said he's gonna get like everybody's gonna get their memory back of Peter Parker because Doctor Strange didn't forget I, mm-hmm. I gotta turn shit made, back I think Quincy made this point um when we reviewed it of Doctor Strange's wiped everybody memory but his own i think he is still gonna remember peter so i, th- I think or is that MJ a different remembered. version of him yeah it might be a different version of him too so i think i think even uh mj even uh like she, if you saw like she towards kinda, the end yeah. she, she was yeah. like she had like did. something like she familiarity yeah, yeah. And oh, she had oh, the oh, necklace okay. on. It was like, who the hell gave me this necklace? Why yeah, did I have yeah. a star on my head? <laughs> <laughs> but but it was yeah. a lot of questions with that because yeah. Happy knows Spider-Man, but he doesn't know Peter Parker. And he knew yeah. May, but he mm-hmm. doesn't know Peter Parker. So that, that's a met- lot of holes you have to fill. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, this movie finna be crazy as hell, bro. All of this action okay. and shit, Professor X, we finna get so we many We getting people. mutant fights. We finna get we getting mutants. mutant fights. I think know? mutants are gonna appear at the end. Yeah. I feel like we're going to see at least two mutants actually in this movie fighting. Oh, okay. Like that little girl. Did you see that little girl that they showed? She was punching. She's not a mutant, though. Shit. She America Chavez. She America Chavez. She's not a mutant. We're getting one mutant at least. (laughs) How close do you think we are to seeing uh, Fantastic Four? I think somebody is going to pop up in this movie from him. I, I, think, I think I think something's possible. I think we're gonna get possible. a Reed Richards cameo. At most, we'll get a Reed Richards cameo. Yeah. But two years. Well, I'm Doctor giving us Doom. two years. 
Oh yeah, I'm not talking about for the actual film. I'm talking about like the actual introduction of either them or like oh, X-Men. Because I think this is the X-Men has have to come yeah. in at this point. Factual. They have Factual. to come at this point. Factual. But I think see, I, I was thinking that um and I forgot what the what the dimension was called, but you know where where uh Ant-Man went with uh with the wasp quantum the quantum mania. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um I felt as if that was the launch pad for Fantastic Four. Yep. That's what oh, they yeah, were talking yeah. about. Yeah. They were so, saying that. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying. I think. I think we're we're heading toward that that spot right now. Because they were saying, I was reading some reports. They were saying that they want to set the Fantastic Four in the '60s and have them mm-hmm. working with like some quantum realm and have them transported to where we are today. Because so, that's where they first originated in the '60s. So a a a, a prequel almost to Ant Man. Prequel, basically. Yep. Yeah. It yep. would make sense to do that. Oh, and they now, can run into uh, they can run into Hank Pym too into him. if yeah. they do that, and, yep. and his wife, and, and all that's, that. Yep. But they go and into yes. the dimension with her. Yeah, yes. when, yes. when she got lost in the quantum realm, like she'll yeah. run into them and I'll fire. That's that's what that's. And, we, and we're gonna get Kang. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get uh, what's call it? Kang, not Kang, but uh, Kang the Destroyer. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kang. It was Kang. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna get yeah. Kang mm-hmm. again and all that in the quantum realm. Yeah, oh my god, so much, but it's getting to the point with Marvel. Can we get higher than this? Where it's like we're getting movies 10 out of 10. I, I, me and Edgar talked about this before. We obviously have to set a different standard for them because everything they drop is pretty good. Um, but most of the time it's it's top tier. Spider Man was top tier. This movie looks like it with the, the trailer, so much action, so on and so forth. But can they get any higher than this when they're bringing in so much, so much fan service? Can it get even yes. higher than this? Or yes. is there is there a I higher guarantee bar? You, when when yeah. we see X Men, when we see Fantastic Four, for sure, you still have to think about. It. You still have to bring in Silver Surfer. You still have to bring in Galactus. You like you have you have so many other pieces and like if, if you think about it there's certain uh, uh marvel characters that went out into space and some that stayed on earth right mm-hmm. they've basically split the the mcu into do two different places mm-hmm. so nick well, fury three, not even on earth anymore three because the multiverse you have to consider the multiverse its own thing now so there's so we get so we're nowhere <laughs> close <laughs> to wow, the end bro. We're because as, as great yeah. as great as the Infinity Saga was, bro, and as close to comic book accurate as they got, we're going to mm-hmm. get so much more comic book accurate stuff coming yes. out, especially with people like Moon Knight and Daredevil and Oof. Blade joining in this. That Daredevil. Third, bro. That, that's why the ceiling, you watch Daredevil, the ceiling bro? can only get oh. higher, bro. You watch Daredevil I'm, on Netflix? I'm about to go through it again. <laughs> I, I, I watched it. Uh, I watched it a month ago, bro. That oh, shit you was just so saw good, it, bro. Yes, I just watched it. Uh, I oh. think when Spider Man came out, Spider Man came out two months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Then. That shit. Oh, you didn't watch it before, bro. I, I was the only one. The in the, I was in the one in the theater. That was my, this is my first movie going uh, since, since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was the only one in the theater screaming because I, I don't even think what? that a lot. I don't think a lot of other people understood who the hell he was. I had people I sitting next to me like, that was just like, like uh, the only people who probably. The only people who probably understood were people who either watched Daredevil or just stayed up on information and stuff like that. On who we was still have She Hulk. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! And because when I was in the movies, Daredevil got the loudest scream, bro. And Over, Andrew Garfield got the loudest. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And, and my yeah, Daredevil my theater, got the loudest, bro. Andrew Garfield got the loudest. Um, Matt Murdock got the second. 
Yeah, I think tell you, nigga, there was there were a couple people that that hurt, but I was like the only one screaming like yes, like <laughs> finally, because I actually forgot that he was. Uh, it was a possibility he's gonna come in. Or, mm-hmm. Again, I don't watch trailers beforehand. I always go in. I watch all that shit. I I I, I know the pre production stuff that goes on, like you know, like the, the schedule and stuff like that. I, I pay to pay attention to that. Maybe look at you know some someone's suit or whatever. But I usually don't watch trailers. So I forgot all about the fact that he was in legal trouble at the beginning of this film. So in my mind, I'm going in like not even thinking about it. And you know, once they started showing, I was like, "Bro, you know who I want so them to bring much. back, bro? I want them to bring back Electra. We need Electra back, my nigga. She was I somebody was I thought was super fire. Fire. Bro. We need yeah, to bring back Electra. She's bro. coming back. Electra. She's coming back. She's I loved Electra, bro." She I loved Electra. Yeah. I didn't even know she had her own movie. Not her, but I didn't Jennifer know they Garner. made a movie of Electra. Oh my gosh. I heard that shit was trash. Like one of the Did, worst movies. Okay. Ever. Okay. Did you watch that Daredevil? <laughs> Did you watch that Daredevil movie? Yeah. But talking um, about the, the one that Affleck. came out years ago? Ben Affleck. Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Affleck. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. The Electra film, the film itself was yeah. trash. Mm-hmm. But uh, the character Electra, yes. uh, she was fire. fire. And I, fire. she was fire in that Daredevil film, and she was fire in her film. The film itself was just trash. It's almost mm. like a uh, uh, Wonder Woman, like that yeah. 1984. Yeah, trash, terrible movie. Trash. But the character, phenomenal, phenomenal. So I mean, in that last one, I ain't gonna give you that one. Nah. She was trash in that second one. No, 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 I, no. She was still her. It's I, I think it was just trash because of the fact that. She's in this setting that makes no fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. Why is she getting sense. defeated by a nigga that that makes wishes? Uh, uh, what the uh, how uh, that makes sense? Nigga. <laughs> the, the person that they showed her, cheetah. The, the, the cheetah, cheetah lady that they showed her fighting in the trailer, they made that look like the main villain all of yeah. the promotion. Yeah. Trying to find out that's just a worker. And we're just yeah. like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. DC dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing with that. Always. It was like this this wish nigga gonna be whack as hell. Yes. Let's point everybody in the cheetah direction. It was I almost it was almost like that uh um Iron Man 3. Like the entire time mm-hmm. we're looking at uh Ben Kingsley's character, I forget uh Mandarin, the Mandarin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were thinking he was the, the villain and then come to find out this is just an actor, and we're looking at this nigga over here that uh, it was weird. I that's that that whole thing I don't like, especially when it's not done the right way. You can yeah. do the switcheroo type of thing, but it's got to be like it's got to make sense. Mm-hmm. That one didn't make sense, and 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 the woman, one woman, didn't make sense I, to me. I know we uh, had the conversation with it when Eternals came out and when Black Widow came out. Of yeah, Marvel, and I said it. I think Marvel can't hype every single project the same. Every yeah, but Ooh. they're Ooh. getting to that level that they can low key get away with it. If, oh, they do. Every, sure. if every other fourth or fifth movie is mid, but you get like five fire movies in a row, Marvel is willing to die by and that shows story. and shows and, and, and shows. shows because yes. uh, that Falcon and Winter Soldier, I thought it was it was it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It 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 yeah. didn't it didn't do what I was hoping it was going to do. Yeah, um, that was trash. But it, it's it's trash. which one? Hawkeye. Hawkeye, <laughs> I thought Hawkeye was trash. 
Man, did, did not enjoy that. No, I did not I didn't enjoy that. Was, no, and well, I, I wasn't looking at it as for what it is. I was looking at it for what it's going to introduce. And I think with those projects, okay. that's, right. that's how I look at those projects. Like, but that's why I was. Kingpin. That's why I was hyping it up. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was hyping yeah. it up because I was like, Kingpin gonna show up eventually, so this shit might be fine. But the lead up to it was like, all right, nah. I like, thought it was a cool. My, 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 my man thing. wasn't even the star of his own show. What's my man? Clint Barn wasn't even a star. I was like, you the he gonna be the sidekick his whole career, even in his it, own it really, storyline. He gonna be the it sidekick. Really, I'm like, come it on. It felt man. like a holiday superhero sitcom. It was That's what it felt like. It was that, yeah. And I, I was fine with it. I was fine with it. It's not. It's yeah, not. Lane was supposed to come back. I was supposed to love that show, and that shit just it, it fell flat for me, bro. And then we get that musical <laughs> at the end with <laughs> no hidden good. message, no post credit scene. I legit sat there. I was like, there's something. I happening. sat there and watched. It. There's something <laughs> I about to happen twice. I watched it twice. That's you put yourself through that two times, bro. But I was no, because pissed. I thought I missed something. I was like, maybe it was somebody in the crowd. Maybe it was somebody like in the actual like play yeah, that I missed or whatever. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I could not listen to that again. I was I was done. But I think with that that show, with Kate Bishop, she's going to be the character that Hawkeye oh, sure. was supposed to be, and cool, whatever. Because Hawkeye that that character's about to be. He's not going to be around too much longer. Nah. I I give him like three years, and then he might be the time. mentor of that little group that they're starting with, like the Young Avengers, where I think Kate Bishop mm-hmm. will be the leader. He mm-hmm. might be the mentor for like the Young Avengers that they. Because you, ha- you do have Ironheart coming. She, Ironheart. She, That's what I'm saying. That's going to be like That's the Young Avengers. You yeah. still got the kid Loki that you yeah. can bring in. That's going to be the Young Avengers group, and you need a mentor. And I think Clint Barton will be that mentor. That's that. I'm with it. I'm with it. As long as he ain't fighting, because that nigga can't even hit shit. So now, I need but, that nigga out of the picture. <laughs> can I say this though? The new Black Widow, I actually like her more. Elena. Me too. Elena. I like Elena? her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's my baby. I, <laughs> For sure. I, love I like her. I like. I like her more than the original, and 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 I think they're gonna do more with her. I think I think we're gonna see a little more depth with her character because I I don't I we didn't get death with the original black widow at all and the nah. film yeah. the film was like five to seven years too late too late bro too late, too late. I, too late. you can't come out the movie after she dies just so we can see what happened before she died like i don't yeah she dead we know what's going how that's gonna end we know she's gonna die <laughs> she ain't dying in this film, but she's gonna yeah, die like, she so it, there's no there's no build up there's no anticipation like oh can she die no it was kind of like when it was kind of like when Star Wars made Rogue One, yeah. and it was just like, okay, we know Darth Vader is gonna win, but yeah. we're gonna watch this movie anyway. <laughs> yeah. They know we're gonna pay for it. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, but I, I, I like her. I liked her character. So I think that's she's another character that I thought that Hawkeye developed more depth for. So I thought there was multiple reasons why Hawkeye was a was a catapult. Uh, for the next uh, next couple of years, because it was good, and I think she can pull a switcheroo where she's working for like the Dark Avengers, and then ends up teaming up with Kate Bishop to be a part of the Avengers. So, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. said, adding depth to that character. Yeah. And all right, let's move on to Past the Ox. What y'all people got for Song of the Week? Uh, I got twenty four. Kanye West, Donda. He dropped Donda too. Not no, yet. I was I was listening oh. to the first one. 24. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to go with Johnny Johnny P's caddy. Mm. I got that on repeat. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to that too much. 
And I got uh, Last Memory by Takeoff. I was listening to that Takeoff project this week, bro. He most definitely got the best solo project out of all three Migos. I think Quavo has more hits on his yes. album, but as a project, Takeoff has the best project out of all of them solo. And uh, Offset was definitely the worst. That shit was terrible. Yeah, but, yeah that was so <laughs> I only listened to that once. That boy yeah. only had what, yeah. what was that one song? Clout with Cardi. Clout. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. I'm good. <laughs> All right, yeah. man. And let's move on to movie and show reviews that are coming up. Uh Who yeah, we uh finished yeah, we finished up Ooh. Power Book 2 Ghost Season 2. So check out all of our episode reviews for that. Uh Power Book 4 Force. We gotta do episodes one, two. Uh yeah, we're gonna do one and two hopefully later this week. Uh episode three comes Monday, I mean Sunday. So we'll uh be doing every episode for that. Snowfall coming out next Wednesday. Look forward to us doing every episode of season five. Uh Red it's Notice, that new movie. That new movie Kimmy, Kimmy with Kravitz. I don't know if that's good oh, or not, yeah. but we can definitely oh, yeah. check it out too. That's, that's out that's... too on HBO Max. Yeah, so I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that. I've been watching. I've been watching Blood and Water. Kind of pissed off right now. It's a pretty decent show, but I don't like how so many white people living in Africa feeling like they can treat black people any kind of way. So yeah, yeah that's probably how Africa that's, really is. That's how it's. Yeah, I know. Yeah, really I met a, a white South African uh, when I went to college. Shocked the hell out of me because she said she yeah. was from like Johannesburg. I was like. Like what? Like, nah, That's the capital, I, I think. Yeah, I was like, okay. Threw right. <laughs> <laughs> me way the hell off, man. I think she saw that all in my face. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna keep watching it because the plot is interesting, but I, I keep seeing a lot of white people talking like they're not in the motherland. So <laughs> blood and water. It's about these two sisters trying to figure out if they're um if they're really related and how uh how they got split up and this that, and the third. So, mm. Okay. And, and, and there, do you watch in Africa? Oh. Yeah, there, do you watch Abbott Elementary? I haven't yet. I've been wanting to check I that gotta out. Start, man. I I gotta start that. shit is getting it. better and better with each with each episode, bro. They know Where what is that? Doing is that on Hulu? I got it on Hulu. Yeah. Okay. They know what they're doing with that show, man. I like what's going on. And uh, yeah, uh, Derek, you can hit up with your social media. Yeah. Uh, again, you can follow me at Derek underscore OTS if you want. D-E-R-I-C-K, black way to spell it. But I prefer you to just follow the brand, OTS Media Co. All social media platforms, uh, OTSmediaco.com. You can find everything off the website, social media, YouTube, everything we got going on. So I appreciate you guys for having me back on, man. No Love problem. It. No problem, bro. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you can hear with the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One, Instagram Q A N D E Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel Q and Sign E Podcast. And our Gmail is Q A N D E Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and you can subscribe to our Q and E Media page. That is Q A N D E Media.com. Our Twitter is Q E Media, and our Instagram is Q A N D E Media. Uh, subscribe to our Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And we appreciate you guys for listening. And we out. Peace.